We're finally doing it. Breaking down Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker. What's it mean? What do we make of this situation? Who will rise to the top? Is is this even a ridiculous conversation to have? Has Walker already proven himself? And are we making way too much of Zach Charbonnet's landing spot? Or on the flip side, this is a man we've been talking up all offseason long a league winner, a potential top 5-10 to 10 running back. Can he still climb up? Is he a real serious problem? And have the ADPs shifted in such a way that this is going to actually work out to our benefit moving forward? And it is what it is looking in the rearview mirror. We're breaking it all down right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through my perspective here. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and I'm here to break down the Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, the Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet situation from a high-level very deep, uh, diving into the weeds, going down the rabbit holes perspective. And we're going to break it down from every angle we can. My first, my The first thing I want to say is that this took all of us into a very, very dark place when it occurred on draft day, when Zach Charbonnet was drafted to the Seattle Seahawks. It was a very, very, very tough pill to swallow. Um, he was drafted at number 52 52 overall during the 23 NFL draft. And it was it was like the soul was ripped out from me. My soul left my body. That's what a lot of people describe my reaction, uh, how they describe my reaction. Smitty, I, I had somebody DM me a photo. It looked like I, had, I was ghost white and uh, more than normal. And I was just an absolute wreck for the next 10 hours. You know, the next 10 hours was absolutely... Uh, a depressing state of of regret and 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 just being upset and just being like, why is this a bad dream? I slapped myself a couple times. I didn't wake up. I still wonder if I'm still in some sort of dream, and I'm gonna wake up and go, God, that was obvious that it was a dream. How did I know? Not know <laughs> this was a dream. It's that weird. It's that weird. This guy right here, Kenneth Walker, is a top one to five running back talent wise. But the problem is, this guy right here is a top 5 to 10 running back. I don't think Charbonnet's as good as Walker. I don't, I don't believe that this is the same player. I believe this guy is a top 5 to 10 running back. And that is great. That is fantastic. That's amazing. He would have been borderline 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 if he had landed in a, in a place to start all by his lonesome. He would have been our treasure. He would have been our Kenneth Walker of this upcoming 2023 season from, you know, last year, our 2022 version of the of this kid. Cuz this was our this was our Kenneth Walker last year. Kenneth Walker was indeed our Kenneth Walker. This could have been it. This could have been our 2023 version and we would have, we would have all cleaned up and and walked straight to the bank, showed them our rosters and we would have got advances on all of our entry fees. This is the guy. This is the guy. And so with a heavy heart, I say the path is not there for him to grab a hold of the job in, a, in an easy fashion whatsoever. And the path 
to grab a hold of this job, it comes at the expense of this guy, who we absolutely love even more than Zach Charbonnet. So this is a lose, lose, win, win. I'm going to break it down in a bunch of different ways, but there's no way to make it a win-win. It's either a lose-lose, a win-lose, a lose-win. Like, there's no way this can be a win-win unless Charbonnet got traded, and he's not. So we need to come to terms with that. We need to stop complaining and mourning and getting all upset about what could have been, what it should have could have, what it should have could have, should have traded him away, just traded for him last week, Smitty, or I was banking on this guy, I was drafting him in best ball over and over and over. Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Kenneth Walker hasn't been removed from being a top one to five running back yet. Could he be? Absolutely. It's in the cards. It Could he be? Yes. But will he be for sure? No. We don't know that. I don't even know that there's a way to quantify that. There's no way to come up with a real solid prediction or percentage chance that Kenneth Walker gets unseated at some point or relinquishes enough of the receiving volume that he becomes no better than a high-end running back too. But there's, there's no way to figure that out. The only thing we can say is that this guy's talent is so tremendously above so many other players in the league. Like, he is 1-5. to five. He's in the 1-5 to five running back room. And just because he's in the 5, he's he overlaps. He's in the 5-10. to 10. That means that Kenneth Walker's worst year, number 5, could be Charbonnet's best year, number 5. There, there's overlap there. Okay, so 5-10 to 10 is a very good ranking for a guy that's never taken an NFL snap. 5-10. to 10. Talent-wise, 5-10. to 10. In a good spot, top 5-10. to 10. But does that mean that this guy who's 1-5 to five gets removed from his job? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. But guess what I'm going to do moving forward? I'm going to draft this man at his newfound ADP, which appears to be the bottom of round 3, top of round 4. And that's steel territory, people. Every concern we have is now getting instantly baked into his value. And I, when I say instantly baked in... I mean instantly baked in. Let me find my baked in. I don't even know if I have my baked in, boys. Uh, here it is. Baked, 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 baked in, boys. Totally baked in. You're telling me I can get a 1-5 to five running back, top 1-5 to five running back that has a whole lot of, okay, we don't know what to expect with this potential timeshare. Maybe it's not a timeshare. I can get him in the fourth round. I can get him in the fourth round. I, 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 if I was walking into this situation without knowing a single thing about it, I knew how good Kenneth Walker could be. I had all the information I needed. I just didn't experience the, okay, we want Charbonnet to go here. And we we experienced that all offseason. It's very hard to dial all that back. It's very hard to look objectively at the situation right now because our expectations were divided. Like we wanted Charbonnet to be a top 10 running back. We wanted Walker to be a top five running back. Like we have our, we have our interests divided equally and we love both of these guys. But if I'm going to come in and objectively look at this situation, just objectively look at it, this guy still has top five running back value. It's just a little bit more risky. The risk level has gone up and the upside has remained the same, maybe a little bit lower because he could come in and get some reception work, whatever. But if he doesn't steal the job, which I don't think he'll steal the job unless he gets hurt and Charbonnet comes in and explodes, and then it's like, you know, let's leave him in. He's looking so amazing. Unless something like that happens, 
He's not taking the job from him. He's just going to bleed into some of the work. He's going to steal a little bit of the work. But will he? Will he do it right away? Will it even ever happen? We don't know. Could he get injured in the preseason? Could he get injured in the middle of the of the, the year before he ever gets a chance to grab a hold of the job? These are things you need to keep in mind when you're investing or looking to now, from this point forward, invest. Or if you've already invested and you're looking to get out and sell low. Think about what could happen if, let's say, something happened to Charbonnet. You're talking about this guy being 1-5 to five overall for running backs. You're getting him in the fourth round. You're packaging that risk into it. And then something happens and now he instantly becomes a top 5 overall pick. Like, I, I, get, I get where the concern is going forward. And I'm going to address everybody that's already got him. Because that's a whole different, like, angle. If you are literally walking in here and saying, Smitty... I just can't I just can't wrap my head around it. Walker's gonna decline. Now what? What are we gonna do? You need to put on your new glasses that have the new prescription in them. That are the Kenneth Walker prescription glasses and lens for the 2023 season from from April 29th on. Stop looking through your old pair of glasses or taking them off and looking at this from a different angle because it does you no good. It does you no good to mourn his old value. It does you no good to cry and complain like I did last night. We all did it. We all did it. But let's move on. It's time to move on. Instead of crying and complaining about what could have been, put on your new Kenneth Walker sunglasses that have the new prescription in them that make this guy look like a gem from the fourth round. If he falls to the fourth round, what are you complaining about? What are you complaining about that you could get this guy around 4, you could get this guy around 10 or 11, cuff them together and have the the safest running back one in fantasy with maybe a potential of his stats bleeding out to him. But I do have I do have a problem with assuming this is all going to happen. I do have a problem with taking this okay, this is going to be bad for sure. We don't know that it will for sure be bad. We don't know that he can stay healthy. We don't know that some of these comments by Pete Carroll on the phone with him, I don't know anybody that know if you guys know this, I've done a little digging on this situation, trying to find quotes from Pete Carroll, trying to find out how deep this thing, this thing goes. He was number 52 overall. That's big draft capital. But Pete Carroll on the phone with him said, we're going to need you to, to be a great special teamer as well. And, and that one line made me feel a little bit more in line with that this kid is there as a safety net for sure. Because Pete Carroll wants to run the ball and Pete Carroll wants to dominate. But when one of the first things he says to the kid is, we need you to be a great special teamer, that tells me that there is a whole lot of knee-jerk reacting that's about to take place that may not need to take place. And I'm here for it. I'm here to scoop up and gobble up all the overreacting Oscars out there, their value, their shares of Kenneth Walker. I'm here to scoop them up. And say, you're giving away Walker as a third, fourth rounder? I'll take him. Because you're packaging in all the risk for me. He can go out and share 30% of the work with Charbonnet. I don't think Charbonnet is going to ever take more than 60 or, or take more than 30% of the workload of a healthy Kenneth Walker who's earned his stripes. Who is a good pass catcher despite all the, the negative reports you're going to read over the next couple days or maybe already have that says... He's a mediocre receiving back. That's why Charbonnet was brought in. Who said he's a mediocre receiving back? Who said he's a mediocre receiving back? Because if somebody says he's a mediocre receiving back, 
they're running their mouth and just saying things. They don't know what they're talking about. The boy, the guy, the guy pulled in 27 receptions for 165 yards, and and didn't even really get unleashed until a big uh, until a big port, part of the season was already underway. This guy wasn't given a whole lot of time to to learn pass protection in his system in the starting lineup. He proved amazing hands, has all the attributes of a good pass catcher, being great in open space, finding open rushing lanes, uh, finding open lanes wherever he is to just navigate the ball down the field. Good hands proven at the combine in his workouts, proven last year. This guy is an absolute PPR potential machine. I I don't even understand when someone says he's not a good pass catcher. I, I don't even know where they're getting that from. They're repeating it from somebody because they certainly don't know it or believe it themselves. They've heard it. And I went over in the offseason that this kid's going to surprise people in the PPR game. And I know Charbonnet coming in throws a wrench into the situation. I'm not an idiot. But I also know that there are two ways to look at this. You can look at it like this is going to be a total 50-50 timeshare and he's not worth a third, uh, late third or early fourth round pick because I think it's going to be a disaster. Or you believe this is the starter. This guy could eat a little bit of the work, but is it enough work to even be concerned? Like, you don't want him carrying the ball 28 times a game. He could come in as a special teamer, as Pete Carroll called him, and told him over the phone. First thing he said was, you know, congrats, but then... We're going to need you to be a great special team teamer as well. You're going to need to play special teams. You don't tell that to a guy that's going to be the starter. You don't tell that to a guy that's going to come in and get 50% of the work. At the beginning of all this, it is going to be the Kenneth Walker show. And in week one, week two, wouldn't surprise me if Kenneth Walker didn't was the only ball carrier. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get a carry in week one. So what are we going to say coming out of week one? Oh God, did we, did the whole fantasy world just have a knee jerk reaction? This could be one of the biggest unnecessary unravelings we've ever seen, which could then create an even further unraveling. Imagine being Bob right now. Imagine being Bob right now who freaks out and trades Kenneth Walker away for pennies on the dollar to only watch him still become a top five running back and explode at the NFL level. Imagine being Bob, who trades away Kenneth Walker on pennies on the dollar, and Charbonnet, like a lot of rookies, runs into injury and never even really makes it on the field, and he has to watch this player who he sold for pennies on the dollar, who he bought late because he didn't buy in last year, so he bought him this offseason for for 10 times what he should have, and he just loses value over value over value. It's it's a re, it's a real strange scenario. Uh, I'm getting to the super chats in one second, Matt. Can't you tell I'm in a ramp mode here? I'm almost done, Matt. Hang tight, hang tight. Smitty's coming for you. I, I got your super chats, bro. When do I leave you hanging? This is this is one of those situations where you've got to decide what side of the fence you're on. This is going to be a com- complete disaster. Therefore, even fourth round value at the end of the day won't be worth it, Smitty. Or, hey, Smitty, I'm on the other side of the fence where I say, this guy's great. He's an amazing handcuff. And if he ever gets in there, guess what? He won't miss a beat. This is similar to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. There could be a situation where this guy comes in, Zach Charbonnet, and is the best backup replacement of a starter that we've ever seen in the history of fantasy football. 
It, it, like, listen to me. Look into my eyes as I tell you this. He could literally walk in and be a top five to ten running back, Zach Charbonnet, if he's called upon. But this could be one of the biggest overreactions in fantasy football we've ever seen. And I honestly love the fact that I don't have a lot of dynasty uh, teams that, that, that I feel like I got burned on because I drafted this guy at good value to begin with. You know what I'm saying? I haven't started more than one or two dynasty startups this offseason where I've drafted Zach, uh, uh, Kenneth Walker and felt like I've got extremely blasted to, to, to you know into oblivion. Like This is one of the situations where you either own him and a lot of times you didn't even really overpay to get him. You're just feeling very slighted right now. I could have sent him packing. I could have traded him away. In a lot of cases right now, we've either drafted him already in best ball, but guess what? You probably, because you're a The Fantasy Football Show member, you probably saw that this guy was my one of my biggest sleepers, and I absolutely love this guy, and, and there's a good chance on some teams you own them both already. I looked back on a plethora of my best ball drafts pre-NFL draft, and I own these two guys like clockwork. And in a lot of the case, a lot of the cases, I still got Camara and Pacheco, or I still got like a, I got a lot of Camara. I got Camara, and I got another RB. I got Gibbs and Camara, and Walker and Charbonnet, and so I'm really taking care of because I've cuffed these two like a madman in all my best balls. But as I'm saying, reeling myself back, you've got two angles to look at this from one this is a complete avoid and disaster it's going to fall apart fourth round value fifth round doesn't matter what kind of value you throw at me smitty this is going to be a disaster you either see it from that side or you don't and if you don't if you're like me and you don't see it as a disaster there's one move to make going forward who cares about the past and if you got to trade trade for him or trade away, we'll talk about that. But who cares about the past at this point? Moving forward in your existing dynasty drafts, moving forward in your existing best ball drafts, moving forward in all your redrafts, this guy has bottom round three for now, and it could fall to round four. And I have a theory as to why he's in the third round-ish and not just straight in round four. It has to do with ADP. And when we went on best ball to draft, they have to start off with the previous one QB ADP. They don't have any ADP data yet. They just launched the best ball drafts tonight. Guess who floats at the top and stays there until somebody decides to take him? Kenneth Walker. He's ranked so high that when you're on the clock in the, the top of round two, he's the top option. And he just floats there. And everybody knows not to take him because his value tanked, but he still floats there. He sits there and he eventually pressures somebody into taking him. Thus, I think the ADP will shift and change. He will drop. Right now, he feels about bottom around three, mid-round three. We've seen him go at 2.12, partly because of that pressure of him floating at the top of the ADP. Maybe Bob comes into a draft, doesn't really know what he's doing, and he just goes off the suggested rank. Then there's other people that draft him in the 4-2, four, 4-3, four, 4-4. Four, four. If he falls to fourth-round territory, and you can cup this man to what looks like about 10, 11th round value. No one wants to overspend for a guy that's behind this guy. A lot of people say that this guy's value tanked as well, as much if not more than Kenneth Walker. So he's even cheaper. And in, in a league where you don't even own Walker, this is a win-a-league player. Does anybody understand what just happened to Zach Charbonnet in redraft and future best ball? You were just handed a league winner. You can't look at it from the negative perspective. You were just handed a league winner. Winner, Zach Charbonnet in the 10th or 11th round is almost a better gift than anything we've been given this entire offseason. 
understand what I'm saying right there. As painful as it is for me to say that Zach Charbonnet is not in a starting role and can't be my top five to 10 running back sleeper this year, he is the biggest gift to anybody right now walking into best ball and redraft leagues or even dynasty startups because his value is at an all-time low and he could win a league single-handedly if he did get into the lineup because he's that good. If if Walker suffered some sort of some sort of career or season-ending injury, this man would step in and win leagues. This has to be looked at from a different perspective. 10th, 11th round value, win a league. Have Walker doesn't matter. Win a league. Moving forward, you win a league. Plain and simple. It's that simple when it comes to just evaluating Charbonnet. He wins you a league. Get over it. He's now a 10th or 11th round monster. And you don't need him to land. You don't have to have him play four games. He could sit there and he could not work out and you'll still be fine. But if he does work out, you win a league. You win a league. And the fact that he's going around 10 or 11, this is the best cuffing situation we can think of. If you step away and let the dust settle and you forget about the fact that we don't want any confusion with it. Fourth and 11th round value. Are you kidding me? It's actually a really, really unique proposition if you look at it from that lens. And if you're in an existing dynasty league, go buy them. Go buy both of these guys because they're they're at an all-time low. If, if you have them in existing leagues, I don't know that you can sell them. And we'll have to take that as a, from a case-by-case basis because I don't want to walk anybody through a trade unless I know the details of it. JSN in the slot limits both their ceilings, says AJ Lancaster. Um, I mean, maybe. We'll, we'll have to see how that all shakes out. I still think that Walker is going to be near as good as advertised. The question will be, if he get, gets banged up, what happens then? If he doesn't get banged up, he's going to be lights out. And Charbonnet, as I as I put on screen here, this quote from Pete Carroll, we're going to need you to be a great special teamer as well, tells me that there's a chance this guy doesn't even touch the field in, in terms of between the tackles, you know, week one, week two, week three, and we might just be like, oh my God, like the fantasy world just totally overreacted to this situation because they believe in Kenneth Walker. Pete Carroll loves Kenneth Walker. He might love Zach Charbonnet too. We'll have to see, but guys, remember, just remember how much this man loves Kenneth Walker and remember how good Kenneth Walker is. Is he going to let someone come in and take his job, someone that doesn't know the offense? I mean, let's let's give Kenneth Walker a little bit of, of, of respect and say that at fourth round value, he could smash. He could win you a league in the fourth round. Uh, Matt with a super chat, $5 hauler. Appreciate you, Matt. One QB, three wide receiver, plus a flex in Dynasty. I have the 1.1 and 1.2 rookie picks. Bijan and Gibbs or Bijan and JSN. I have no wide receivers, but any feedback is appreciated. I don't mind the JSN and, and Bijan. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, option for you if you don't have wide receivers. I wouldn't say that JSN's just my locked-in number one wide receiver. Zay Flowers is in a better situation, in my opinion. Uh, could Could JSN overtake him? Yeah, but right now, would I rank Zay Flowers a little bit ahead of, of, of JSN? Probably, for, for at least if you're thinking now, the now value. You've got JSN walking in, and he's got to now become a part of a new offense. Um, he's a rookie. He's going to have Lockett and DK commanding a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the, the targets, the target share, 
and and JSN's going to slowly have to pull that. It's not like he's walking into a situation where he's the lone starter and he's going to be force fed. He's going to have to earn a lot of the chunks of, of of targets before you start getting from the third wide receiver spot, which is what he'll be in. Even if he's in the slot, which is the gravy spot to be in, there's no telling that he's going to get X number of targets right away. It could take him half a season to get a, a hold of that 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 like consistent target share. I like him a lot. I like JSM, but he wouldn't be my locked and loaded number two. For me, it would be it'd be Bijan and Gibbs. But the fact that you need wide receivers makes me a little hesitant. I'd maybe trade down one spot, and that way, if let's say, you, you know, you could take you could take JSN. I'm not trying to talk you out of JSN, but you could take JSN, and and that person can grab Bijan. And if they grab JSN, then you grab Bijan anyway. I'm sorry, uh, Gibbs. Bijan goes one, but but you could grab Gibbs anyway at two. I wouldn't mind that. You know, get a little value. Try and trade back. Try and trade your second rounder into the the first round. Look, you could command a lot. If somebody wants Gibbs enough at two, or somebody wants JSN enough at two, Bijan's your locked and loaded one. You can ask for the world. You can ask for whatever you want. This is like the NFL draft. Who's to say someone doesn't give you a 24 first rounder to move from four to two or three to two? Not that I'd even move to four. I'd move to two. I'd move from two to three at the most. But I would ask for the world. And if they say no, walk away. Walk away. Who cares? Ask for the world. Make him overpay. Make him overpay like they would in the NFL draft to drop down one or two spots from the number one overall, number two overall. But do not move from that number one. Take Bijan. I take Bijan. Bijan and JSN, Bijan and Flowers, Bijan and Gibbs. You can't really go wrong, Matt. Um, it's it's a good spot to be in. Maybe ask a little closer too to your draft. I don't know when your draft is, but we'll know a little bit more about how we feel about JSN, how we feel about Flowers. Uh, I love that you're hopeful, and I like Walker a lot, but there are 10 to 11 running backs that I have that are arguably better situations, so I highly doubt he is top five. And Garrett, that's my whole point. The fact that the whole world's going to think like that, he's in the fourth round, Garrett. I don't need to pay top. Like, look what you just said. There are 10, 11 running backs that you like better. Exactly, Garrett. Exactly. That's exactly my point. You're proving my point. So did I say once in this live stream that I was going to draft him inside the top 10 running backs? I think I said that in the fourth round, I'm taking advantage of the panic and I'm getting him for the value that is outside where you even deem him to be. So could he become a top five running back? Absolutely. He could be a top one to five running back. Do you have to pay anything close to that? Absolutely not, nor should you, because he's now a late third to top of fourth round player. And Charbonnet is an absolute steal. Thank you, Zach, for your, or uh, Garrett, for your super chat. Uh, Sir Isaac says, traded Miles Sanders and my 2.5 rookie pick for Drake London. One QB, PPR, Smitty approved. 2.5 rookie pick and Miles Sanders. You didn't do this, did you? You've just been Smitty approved. Because if you did, you absolutely smashed it, Sir Isaac. Nice job with that one, pal. Uh, in fact, I got someone on the phone. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, somebody just took advantage of another. Yeah. Major advantage. Absolute blasting. Yeah, send someone over. King 25, code 428. Dispatch, Vito, Popo. Popo has been dispatched. King 25 out. Yeah, his yeah username. Sir, he goes by Sir Isaac. Sir or Lord Isaac. Yeah. All right, come get him. He's on his way. 
He'll be at your front door in a minute after you blasted your buddy on that trade. Um, any other super chats are welcome. I've got uh, Gibbs to the moon. My hometown Lions killing it. Look, the Lions got a lot of flack for the way they approach their draft strategy. And let's just say this. They reached like madmen the entire time. It was like 15 picks reach. 15 picks reach. 12 picks reach. It was constant. It was constant. They, they reached on everything. And then when they got the Hen and Hooker, it was a great pick. But they still crushed it. You know that guy in your in our mock draft that were like, bro, why'd you take Mahomes at seven? You didn't need to. Like, hope Mahomes could earn the seven overall, but why'd you take him seven overall? Then you look at dude's team, and you still love it. You still love it. He still did good, and he didn't really hurt himself at the end of the day because he crushed his second and third round picks. The, the, the Lions did great. The Lions did great. The Lions did a great job, and they have a great team. And Gibbs was worth it. At the end of, end of the day, he'll be worth it. Was he? Did they reach for him? Maybe. But we also heard a bunch of reports, and I believe some of them, that multiple teams were potentially going to scramble in the teens. Not the late 20s or early 20s. In the teens, they were going to scramble for Jameer Gibbs. There was some reason why the Lions were excited. It wasn't just all fabrication um, or, or just misguided uh, uh, analysis or predictions as to where... Uh, Jameer was going to go but as I've said over and over and over and over does this sound like the kind of room does this sound like the kind of draft room that isn't going to use Jameer watch watch this watch this GM look at this GM in the middle banging the table no, what are you going to give him a high five? Give me a bear hug, bro. He said, give me a bear hug. This is not the reaction of a, a war room that is not going to use Jameer Gibbs on a starter level. This this war room was so amped about him. They didn't keep Swift as a, a, a third safety blanket. They said, we want Jameer and we want him now. And there were, there were several teams that were very interested in getting this guy in the teens. So you can make fun of the Lions all you want. Uh, Zach is in a good position. His team is in a good position. And and they got their player that they wanted and they targeted. And they, they contemplated him at six. So there's a team that contemplated him. You can call that crazy all you want, but it shows me commitment to him. And that's all I'm concerned about here. Am I really worried about their value, uh, their, their draft pick evaluation? I could care less what number six overall tells me is they had plans to take him so early they love him. And they took him at 12, which shocked all of us. That shows me they love him. Their reaction in the war room shows me they love him. Trading away Swift shows me they love him. And I'm not too worried about Monty. Monty could still do okay. Monty could still do okay. But Montgomery's not going to hold back Swift. Or Swift. Montgomery's not going to hold back Jameer Gibbs from doing what we expected Swift to do. All year, last year, Jameer Gibbs is going in early best ball drafting. We did two of them tonight. I did two of them tonight. He's going in round four. Jameer Gibbs is going around four. I fully expect that to be a product of bad ADP. Or not bad, but just, you know, the ADP data is being used before the draft. And then this week, they'll generate ADP data. Probably by tomorrow, they'll update it on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Link is in the description of every video, okay? 
So jump in, and I'll, I'll drop a link right uh, right here. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. There's the link right there. Get in and and subscribe uh, or do a $10 minimum deposit so that you're not uh, – do it now so you're not waiting around trying to get into these drafts tomorrow or whenever we jump in to do a draft. We might even do one tonight. Who knows? If I'm feeling frisky enough, I might not stay for the whole thing, but I might kick one off. I might kick one off, but you guys got to understand this. That Gibbs is going to climb. Walker's going to fall. Charbonnet's going to probably fall. And he could say the same because the ADPs are being driven by the old data. Old data is going to drive home bad old habits that are pre-NFL draft. So Charbonnet's going to go a little higher than normal because he's floating there. But people are going to start drafting him lower and lower. Walker, he's just floating at the top. People aren't going to draft him there, but people are forced to take him a little higher than they want to until that ADP data shoves him down. So things are going to change. ADP data is going to change. Our underdog ADP data is going to change. Walker is, I think people are overreacting. I'm not saying I, I love him in, in the top of round two or middle of round two or even bottom of round two. I don't. I don't. Because there is enough risk that's been injected into this situation that has me a little worried. But do I think that he deserves to be a late third round pick? At least, let's talk top four. If he falls into late third, let's reevaluate late third later. Let's reevaluate late third later. Okay, let's let's assume Walker falls to 4.1 or beyond. If he does, he's a smash. If he does, he's a beast. Okay, bottom line, end of story, that's it. Fourth round Walker is a monster. Fourth round Walker has all the risk baked in. Fourth round Walker handcuffed to 10th or 11th round Charbonnet is league winning. So you're telling me he drops from, he go he doubles, he, he goes from mid two, mid to late two to round four. He's almost doubling in that in that in that drop that territory. His draft value, his draft number doubles. Goes from eighteen to thirty six, whatever. I don't think the 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 reaction is is fitting for the situation. I love it. Ramondre survived the draft. I'm gonna have a video on who said who who survived the draft. Ramondre, Tony Pollard, who didn't? Walker. Um, Charbonnet didn't survive the draft in a weird sense, right? So we're, we're going to have a video on that. We're going to have a video on that, and I can't wait to see how how many knee-jerk reactions are out there and how many people just completely jump ship on Kenneth Walker because there's some, there's some value to be had here. This is like a stock selling off and knowing when to buy in. That's all fantasy football is, ups and downs, stock market, up and down. When to sell when to buy and Kenneth Walker you can't sell are you going to take a bath you know he's he's already he's already tanked but the stock is at an all-time low and Kenneth Walker is about to rise up and buying him low would be smart right now okay so here we go yeah guys I know there's super chats I I will if anybody super chats I will get to them. I see them. I just sometimes in the middle of speaking. Uh, I, you know, I'm ranting. Just got here, but Hall or Walker now, Smitty. Jared, come on. Jared, you know I love you, pal. 
This is your first lap in a long time. That's your first lap in a while, bro. Uh, Brees Hall goes in round two. Everything I'm saying right now is, I know you just got here, but Walker's got fourth round ADP. If I was to tell you to draft Walker ahead of Brees Hall right now, who's going in round two, you should close the app right now and never return. Um, That would be... You've just been Smitty disapproved. Um, Anyway... Tyler says, LOL, there's like 200 people in here. What's funny about that, Tyler? What's that mean? What's that? Is that under? Is that an underhanded comment? Like, you don't think there should be 200 people in here, Tyler? Is that what you're trying to say, Tyler? I'm a little confused. Um, Tyler says, who's getting the red zone carries? You talking about, what are you talking about? The I, mean, I assume you're talking about the Gibbs situation, I imagine. And the odds are that Monty will get a lot of the goal line carries. I don't know if I'd say the red zone carries, but I would say a lot of the goal line carries. But initially, but who's to say he stays healthy? Who's to say that Jameer Gibbs isn't eventually turning into a a a, a creative near the goal line sneaky Darren Sproles type option where you've got literally a shotgun formation from the eight yard line and you have a draw play where he walks in untouched or there's a lot of pitch plays to him uh, th- there's a lot of ways he could score. And honestly, I don't think any of us, even right now with our hi- hyped up evaluation of Gibbs are expecting one single bit, one single bit for, for, for Gibbs to, um, like overperform in the touchdown area. Like he's getting drafted in the third, fourth round. Imagine if he gets... The goal line work, he'll be a first rounder, bro. We're not expecting that at all. Talking about you can't handle the super chats, LOL, are you overwhelmed? Uh, Here, how's this? How's this, Tyler? How's that? I swear. Out out here doing, doing, doing the work, and you got some guy in here that's constantly heckling you. I don't understand. I don't understand, bro. I don't understand what you what you see going on here that, that isn't good. That isn't good for you. That isn't good for the fantasy football masses. What are we talking about here? This guy's in here trying to... It's not doing anything to me, bro. I don't care. 1.07 Superflex PPR. Who to pick from? Uh, Quentin Johnson, Addison Flowers. Give me Flowers. He's in the best situation of all three of those guys. Quentin Johnson could be... But he really does need, you know, to surpass two other wide receivers to get into that very good situation. So it could take him some time. Addison's probably going to be used, I would I would think, rather quickly. But I don't know that, you know, he, he's got a cap, a ceiling, like I've, like I've said. He's got JJ in front of him. He can never be the number one wide receiver there. He can never probably be an elite wide receiver one. Um, whereas Flowers could at least flirt with where Hollywood Brown flirted with, which was like 7 to 12. One year, I, I can't imagine him being a top 7 wide receiver, like, constantly. Like, the, his entire career. But I could see Flowers being 7 one year, 12 one year, 8 one year, 14 one year, 10 one year, 10 one year. You know, things like that. 
because he's got such a good situation that he's, you know, he's the only guy. It's just a matter of like volume versus situation. Joe Burrow, number two on the Bengals, T. Higgins has way more upside than, let's say, the number one wide receiver in a bad offense. You know what I'm saying? Or you could say the exact opposite. You could say, um, you think you think what's his name was was joking? All right, let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. Let's let's bring him back, Tyler. Tyler, you, you're you're able to talk again, Tyler. Let's see if Tyler was joking like Ron Navy said or not. Let's see. Let's bring Tyler back. I don't think so because Tyler, Tyler was okay. Who's getting the red zone carries? Monty's the value. That's fine. No, no, disagreement's fine. There's like 200 people in here. LOL. If you think Charbonnet is good, Walker is done. Uh, talking about you can't handle the super chats. Who's to say Gibbs doesn't only play third downs? I agree with some of those. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Tyler. What what, what your problem was with it? But let's see if Ron Navy's right. Let's give you one more chance to talk. I don't know if Tyler just like you you you're trying to make fun that there's only there's 200 people in here. You overwhelmed by 200 people. You clearly have never been here before, bro. You don't even know how much I go live. You think I'm overwhelmed with one live stream? Who are you? Uh Jalen Reed in Green Bay hurts Christian Watson's value absolutely not. Who's Jalen Reed at this point, bro? I'm not like the fact that they didn't they didn't take Hyatt was a big miss. Jalen Reed's not taking nothing from nobody. Like I didn't when I scouted him, I didn't even I didn't have him in my on my radar. Your text came across awkward. Okay. Maybe Ron Navy. Ron thank Ron Navy, Tyler. He saved you. Uh Reed, no, not at all. Yeah, Reed's Reed's not anything big, bro. He's nothing big. As a Falcon fan, I'm hyped up to see Bijan to the moon. Yeah, we were a little shocked. My boy Alex Cruz, the number one, the first ever YouTube exclusive member here on the channel, uh, said on the live stream just a bit ago that he didn't like the landing spot for Atlanta that much. He thought it was too crowded. And there are a few people that feel that, that way, so he's not by himself. But I love hearing that because that means that there are enough doubters out there that maybe Bijan doesn't climb all the way to the very, very top like he should. <laughs> and we're going to still get him at 8 or 9 or 10. And we were called crazy early on in the offseason, mock drafting this man at 10, 11, 8. It was like, why are you taking a rookie who's never even taken a snap? Now we've seen him go at 3, at 5 in the best ball drafts early on. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully there's enough doubters to hold him down a little bit. A li and I'm, when I mean a little bit, I mean like you occasionally get him at, at 7 or 8 or 9 overall. Gibbs or JSN at 1.2. If I have to answer just in a vacuum, bro, Gibbs. Gibbs. I love Gibbs. He's my number two. Walker owners have to handcuff Charbonnet. If you... Let me put it this way, Alonzo. If you draft... If you draft... Walker, and this is after the draft, and you don't also cuff him to Charbonnet. I don't. I have no idea what that is. Whoever does this, not saying it would be you, Alonzo. You know better. But I'd have to ask that person: Have they ever watched my channel at all? I would have to ask that person: Do they do they want to just lose? 
Like, if you go out and draft Walker right this moment moving forward, from any draft from this moment forward, and you don't cuff the two together, Walker and Charbonnet, do you like losing? Do you like having a great team and at the end of the day, just dropping the ball? There's, there's, there's no excuse for drafting Walker and not having Charbonnet. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to all go out and snipe Charbonnet from all of the Walker drafters in our upcoming drafts because this guy wins leagues. This guy may not win a league, but he could definitely win a league if he got in there. So it's no lock, no guarantee, but Charbonnet still has home run ability from the draft value. Okay. Um, the mushroom head at the end of the... What? What is this, bro? Is this a, this is a, uh, this is the uh, description of a of a sticker I think from J A D W the mushroom <laughs> the mushroom head at the end of the sticker popping up I gotta go see what that sticker looks like bro what is going on here I don't know. Some of these descriptions. Charbonnet. Yeah, buddy. I hate... I have Walker. Should have taken him at 1.08. 1QB rookie draft. You got to take Charbonnet at 1.08. You got to, bro. Pierce. Offensive situation is a lot better than last year. The Hawks are not a run... Running back by committee. I agree. I, I think that Pete Carroll could use both of them to a degree. But Pete Carroll doesn't really run a big rotation. So I'm not real concerned about them getting 50-50 work. I'm more concerned about just owning both of them. Just having both of them on the roster. It's it's almost near ridiculous to not have both of them on the roster. You have to have both of them on the roster. If you draft Walker and you don't draft Charbonnet, what are you doing? It's like the mushroom sticker. What are, you, what are you doing? Other than Bijan and Gibbs, which rookie running back landed in the best situation? Probably Chase. Um, I, I, I'd say probably Chase. Uh, I love Cincy for in that situation. I don't believe in Mixon. That would be that's a good one. That's a kind of under the radar one as well. So I would definitely say Chase. Um, he showed off his helmet, Darth Vader. Style, says Hazelnut. Flowers or Levis at 1.09. I don't know. Okay, phone lines are open. Dial in. Other than Bijan Gibbs, which rookie? Um, Tyler says, you may have covered it and may have missed it, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. Kenneth Walker's efficiency numbers. I mean, go ahead, but Kenneth Walker, a lot, a lot of people judge him off of his early part of his season too, and they don't, they don't factor in when he was starting. They don't factor when. I mean, I, I guess I would, I would say to you, is how bad could could his efficiency numbers be when he had nine touchdowns, ten fifty on two twenty eight, and he, he averaged four point six a carry. 
Like there's sometimes there are sometimes where you could look at some film and say, yeah, he could have done this better. Yeah, he's getting better here. Yeah, he's getting better there. I watch every snap, bro. And I'm not concerned whatsoever about anything you could try and narrow down efficiency wise in X period here or this period here. I literally watched every carry and the guy's a uh, the guy's something special. He's something special. He's a top one to five running back talent wise. Absolutely love him. The problem is, Tyler, I absolutely love this guy near as much, not as much, but near as much. So it puts us in a bind. Um, but Kenneth Walker is a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal. And and, and he loves him. And maybe you say, oh, oh well, Pete Carroll drafted Charbonnet. You can't love him that much. Well, Pete Carroll's weird. And just because Pete Carroll drafted Charbonnet maybe envisions him being a monster on special teams. I don't know. That's what his he says. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to be a special teamer. That's not something you hand off to your number two running back. That is something you, you typically give to your third or fourth running back on the roster. So efficiency, I mean, when I watch this guy play football, he's, a, he's magical, bro. He's magical. You could try and come at me with a stat, but I, I would have to question what time frame you're looking at that stat, that, you know, the stats are on that one and, 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 and break it down. But mushroom sticker. <laughs> I think there's a solid chance Charbonnet is the new Jamal Williams. I don't think he vultures... Touchdowns um, out the gate. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, you can't you can't draft Walker ahead of Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a a a he got bumped into round two. Unfortunately, you know not only will a healthy Brees Hall look better and better and better, but Brees Hall will absolutely one hundred percent start moving up ADP boards. I would guess into the second round on the on the regular because now that you removed a running back walker from the second round, it's going to bump someone up. That someone's probably Brees Hall. Why? Because Brees Hall was like the 3.1 turn player. He was the running back that we were getting constantly, consistently right after the turn. So naturally, that's the running back that's going to fly up. So Brees Hall is now a second round. Walker, this Charbonnet drafting affected Walker. It affected Brees Hall. As much as I'm excited about some of the, the crazy, like sneaky good value plays here and the different lens that we're going to put on, we're putting on the new the new lenses and we're looking at this from a totally different prescription. And even though there's some excitement there in some degree, there there is. Like I'm excited in some ways about getting Walker in round four. I'm excited in a lot of ways about getting this guy standalone without Walker, but especially if I have Walker in the 10-11 round range. As much as we're excited about this new prescription that we're wearing that has these guys in a whole different light, this affected a lot of things. That affected not only these two guys, but Brees Hall. Brees Hall's now a second rounder, and that kind of sucks. DJ says, Kenneth Walker's uh, situation sent me into a darkness retreat yesterday. Uh, what's funny is I took like a, I don't know, eight hour break, not maybe 10 hour break from, from YouTube just because I, not, not just Kenneth Walker. I was up, I was on like four hours of sleep over two days covering the NFL draft to covering the whole first round. I went live, like, think about what I did. I know you're joking, but a lot of people have said that I went, I went live for about eight hours straight on the first the day of the first round, you know, like, like show me another person that did that that didn't have like a team of people or rotation of people. Like, so I went live for like eight straight hours 
essentially, um, on on round one day, come back for round two, stream a boatload of hours straight there, and then I took a I took a much needed 10, 11 hours away from YouTube to rest up and sleep. I just slept a ton. And then when I come back, people are like, there he is. And it really only was like, I don't know. It was like, was it 12? Was it even, was it even maybe 15, 12, 15 hours at the most? Maybe 12 hours, something like that. Probably 12 hours. Purely playing devil's advocate here, but maybe there's a reason they took Charbonnet. And I'm with you. He's definitely looks looks the part. But even as goofy as Pete is, you don't you don't take him there if he is if it isn't a need. Just wonder who gets the value valuable carries. Kenneth Walker had to wait for Penny to get injured and take over. But that's more of why I say that you're going to see Charbonnet not come right in. Pete Carroll's not going to shove a rookie right out there. So, and I don't know. I, I think you say that in a definitive way, like. You're not going to take a rookie unless you need it. You don't know what Pete Carroll is going to do. Not to mention he wants the best running back room in the in the in the NFL, and he has it. He has it. Like to be honest, Tyler, I've said this before my on my other live stream. I would have taken him too, and, and I would have pissed off the entire world. But Tyler, I would have taken him too. As hard as it is for me to admit that, as much as I love Kenneth Walker, I wouldn't want any other team to have him. And I would want to have him there in case Kenneth Walker went down. I'd have the best. I would have in my mind the best possible replacement that you could possibly have. And so I don't. I could disagree. I don't think there has to be this. This for sure. Walker, there's a problem. Pete Carroll sees something. Walker was phenomenal, bro. Pete Carroll's got, been very open about how much he loves Walker. I think you're reading too deep into it. Um, I'm not saying there isn't a problem, bro. It's not something we wanted. Like this, like my soul pretty much left my body, bro, when it happened. But, you know, I, I've adjusted and adapted. And the bottom line is no one knows. No one knows really what's going to happen. But fourth round value, cuffed to, to Charbonnet with Pete Carroll's tendency to not have this like total 50-50 divide running back timeshare. I'm, I'm totally on board with that cost of entry go forward. I'm just pissed about maybe some of the drafts I've already had. Um, some of the best ball drafts that I've that I've uh, partaken in that maybe I didn't uh, I didn't back up my running back as much as I would have if I had known that Charbonnet wasn't going to be starting. Um, but again, a lot of cases, I pulled up some of my best balls, bro. And I've got Walker and Charbonnet together because I love both of them and they're both must-grabs for me. And and now I'm, I'm sitting pretty, you know. Seahawks have the best running back room and wide receiver core in the NFL. What can Geno do with that? We'll see. Geno was pretty good last year, though, Ryan. As much as I agree with you, I'm not a big Geno Smith long-term guy. He did really well last year. And, you know, they could always make a big offseason move. Pete Carroll's crazy enough, um, you know, that that he could go he could go make some massively crazy trade next, you know, next year. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh... I don't trust Gino to feed all those wide receivers. The Ryan, definitely the Hawks do not have the best wide receiver core, says Andy. Yeah, I would say they're not the best, but they're definitely they're definitely in the top 10. Like JSN, Lockett, and DK is pretty darn good, bro. Like, you can make an argument it's not number one. 
You could say that. But it's pretty darn good, bro. It's pretty darn good. It's pretty arguable. Um, some some could argue that Kincaid now makes the Buffalo Bill wide receiver room a whole lot better because that guy plays basically plays like a he's a wide receiver. He'll play a tight end from the slot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Will. Will, what's up, pal? Dude, I got a trade with all these guys we're talking about right now. All right, hit me with it. All right. So it's Bijan and Kenneth Walker on one side. All right, hold on. Let me let me write this down. Hold on one second. So we're gonna go Bijan and Kenneth Walker on one side. Okay. And on the other side, it's Gibbs, Jalen Waddle. A 24 first, Rashad White and Isaiah Pacheco. Gibbs, Waddle, 20, 24 first. Yep. Uh, Rashad White and Pacheco. There's a lot going on in this. <sighs> yeah. Um, is your team built to win now? Yeah, the team I have is is insane. It's a, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna fucking list everybody off, but or sorry, I jumped. Out. Do you have Charbonnet? But it's a, I do not. I do not. Can you get him? He's probably not that expensive. I probably could. I probably could. He went early second. He went early second. Chat, vote on this one. Pacheco, Rashad White, 24 first rounder, Waddle, Gibbs for Bijan and Walker. What's crazy is if, if you asked me this like 48 hours ago, I would have said, get off my last <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, man. It does make you sick. You know, when you when you think about it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um go get go get <sighs> My, go get go get Char, go get Charbonnet. My, my my final answer is go get Charbonnet. Go get Charbonnet. Right. Don't trade Bijan. He's too good, bro. You don't want to not have him. I love Gibbs. I love Gibbs, man. But go get Charbonnet. You could trade well, Walker that, for Gibbs. Thing. Like he, I would Smitty approve Walker for Gibbs. You know to get out of that risk and just get. You know I'll be okay with that. And if you had to give up something too, I mean I'd be I'd even be okay with that. But but give me give me Bijan all day. Just go 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 get Charbonnet though. You get Charbonnet and you're boom, you're in the mix, bro. So you're saying do the trade and then get Sharp because I I'd be getting I'd be getting Bijan and Kenneth Walker in this deal. <sighs> yeah, I, but I, I just don't I, like but, giving up Waddle. But you have to get Charbonnet. You have to get Charbonnet, or I don't. Or I'm 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 not saying I, I don't like it, but the, the way I look at this is Pacheco is unknown. He's very, very good prospect right now, but he's unknown. Um, Rashad White, I like a lot. Uh, and he escaped the draft. Both Pacheco and Rashad White escaped the draft, so that's pretty solid. You don't know where this 2024 first is, and you didn't you didn't uh, preface it as, hey, this is going to be the 1.1 or 1.2. You, you sounds like he's mid to late. It, so it'd be my first, so it'd, it'd be late. 
I, I have a stacked team. Okay. And you have a stacked team, which tells me, okay, you know, and you haven't even gone over all that yet, that you just take the best player in the trade. Waddle, I like a lot. I mean, Gibbs, I like a lot. It's a good, good value, but this is like, if you can get Charbonnet, you're set. You're set. Do the trade and get Sharp. Yeah. And, and ima- ima- imagine if imagine if Walker, you know, this is all a knee jerk reaction and overreaction. You know, you're gonna you're gonna absolutely smash. But Bijan is is the centerpiece of this entire. Could be the centerpiece of your entire team, and you're st- you know you're stacked. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna give up the opportunity of getting Bijan, bro. And Walker, you never would have sniffed this 48 hours ago. And I'm not saying that that doesn't, that shouldn't just necessarily mean that you should do it. But I really believe that Walker is safer than we think. But there's still concern for a reason, obviously. But he's safer than than we think. You know, I guess I got to pull trick. It's sitting in my inbox. I was talking to my buddy. About I would do it. it. I would do it. Probably but, 30 minutes early today. Yeah, I would do it. I mean. Why? Why is? Why does everybody assume that Walker's done? That's the part I don't understand. You know, like I get, we we need to, we I know, but we need to back up, back up off Walker to a degree that's that makes sense, right? We need to, we need to make sure we're, um, we need to make sure we're we're drafting him appropriately, and the round top of round four or bottom of round three is a sufficient and acceptable range. Like that's acceptable. I, I I get that. I'm not trying to pay second round value now. I don't want to pay second round value. I'm grateful. I don't have to pay second round value. If Walker's ADP was let's say in round two still, I would have serious questions about whether I could go after him at the top of two anymore for sure. So like that's a but that's a whole different conversation. We don't even need to have. He's in late round three, top of round four. And granted, that doesn't help you in this argument because you're you're acquiring them. But I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like people are going to overreact on this unnecessarily. And he's going to have a great 2023. I, I, I hesitate to, like, guide people that way because if he does bust, then that's like a double kick to the nuts. But at the same time, what's going to be worse? Not accepting this fourth round value, which is not all that risky. Or being one of the people that, that like, it's like selling a stock right before it, like, you know, splits and climbs up. It's like, I I just don't think I can, I don't think it's going to drop any lower. I think fourth round value right now, if you were to not take advantage of this and climb back up, you wouldn't even sniff this trade. So right now it's, it's even, I'm struggling with it a little bit. You're not giving up too much. But I feel like you're giving it up at the lowest end of it. You know what I mean? Like you've got nothing but ceiling value from here. Whereas Gibbs, there's still a little a little concern, a little bit, you know, because he's still sharing the backfield. Or I think it'll work out, but this is at the t- the bottom end of it. Like he's flatlined already, Walker, into the fourth round. And then you're getting him at that cost. Gibbs, Waddle, that's 24 first, Rashad White, Pacheco. Um, it would be a lot of things to go sideways, but it all could too. You know, there's none of these things are like safe or locks at it by any means. This guy Bijan feels like the biggest lock in the NFL. You know, the thing really hanging me up on it is Waddle. You know what I mean? 
Because we well, know he is. He's who are your wide receivers? Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, my wide receivers are Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase <laughs> and Waddle. You're fine. You'll be okay. You'll sleep like a baby. <laughs> Maybe get yeah, him to throw. Yeah. I mean, you could get him to throw something in, but he could also take the trade away. So, you know, you got to run that risk. You know, you could leave yeah. out you could leave out wider Pacheco and just see if he does it. But what if he takes it away? It sounds like you're not too worried if he took it away, though. No, I think I probably could get White or Pacheco out. And then yeah, you're then you're looking at it. then you're looking at being able to use that to go get Charbonnet, and then it's Char- like exactly. smash. All right, bro. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right, call back like if it. you have another another question. I'll be here. All right, brother. Appreciate the show. Later. Terry Roberts, Madcap. Oh, thought I answered Terry's call. Terry, try again. Steelers killed the draft. Ron's still, <laughs> Ron's still talking the Steelers draft. They did. They did, bro. What's up? Uh, what's up, my guy? This is Alex Cruz. For those that don't hey. know, now you know. I'm glad you... I'm glad you're taking the stance, Smitty. Well, I mean, I, I haven't changed my stance. This is what I said. I haven't... This oh, is... You what? Well, I mean, my whole stance, even on the stream that you were on earlier tonight, was that people are going to overreact. He's in the fourth round. Bottom line is fourth round's great value. And he's at the bottom of it all right now. And if you could buy him, go forward. Who cares about what's happened? Like, in best ball, go forward. And redraft, go forward. And dynasty, go forward. If you're buying Walker at his newfound value... All of that risk is baked in. And if you get Charbonnet, it's a, it's almost a near lock to get back what you're paying at least. And then if it if he ends up, Charbonnet doesn't even do anything or he gets hurt and Walker's the same guy everybody, you know, was so gung-ho about, you win your league. But I've said that from the beginning, so you're saying you're glad I'm taking the stance. I'm just telling you that I just the, what I, the stance I've had. I mean, when it first happened, the okay. drafting happened, I was like shocked. We all were, but... You, you, because when I was in the stream and when Charmin got picked, I mean, yeah, you look like you were losing your mind. Well, I mean, we all did. I mean, that, that I was the natural. That was, I mean, a, it, it, you got to understand though, it's, that wasn't just about Walker, bro. That was about Charbonnet, too. That was about not seeing this guy go into a starting role, you know. So, like, I, I was pretty down about it, but I mean, from the beginning of today, I've talked about it several times. I, I've really wavered. I just said, let me come in and tell you my stance, you know, when I do my Charbonnet uh, Walker video. But I've been telling people from the stream you were on, like, people need to relax a little bit. You know, it's not I something agree. that we're excited about. It's not what we drafted up. But if you go trading away Walker at, you know, fifth round value, somebody said they got rid of Walker for, what was it? Don't even tell me. Don't even. No, it was really bad. But one of them was okay. Like one of them was Drake London. And to be honest, bro, Drake London could be a top five wide receiver. So like if you end up trading Walker away from for London, I can't get mad at that. And I can't say that that's not a that's not a decent move. It's like a sidestep potentially backward, but at least it's a sidestep that you know where you know what you're dealing with. But somebody did something like they traded him for. uh, What was it? Uh, want to say it was, God, what was? It? Let me look at. Let me look at a list of player names because I'm, I'm blanking out. I want to know who it was. It was bad, bro. It was really bad. I remember saying, "What are what you are doing? You what are you doing? You, do- you what? 
I said, don't even tell me. Yeah, here here it is. It was uh I know as soon as I see the running back name, I'm gonna I'm gonna know. It what was... is a, a running back for a running back? Yeah. Who was it? It was somebody that I liked too. Rashad White. Rashad White. I like Rashad White. I like Rashad White, but like what what a fall from what a fall. What a knee jerk reaction. But the Drake London was okay. Alave, I'd trade Walker for Alave in a millisecond because I love Alave already that much. He's a top five wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. You know, London is a step down. We're talking like six seven for me though. So if somebody goes yeah, and gets Desmond Ritter, I mean it's we don't know if this guy is, is gonna gonna be good, you know. If yeah, we but, already knew he was gonna. But you're 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 against Atlanta, so this isn't a good conversation to have with you. Oh, but Ritter, a, I mean, come on, Ritter. But bro, Drake London was on it's pace not about for London. London's good. London was on pace for thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred yards when Ritter was in there for like a six game stretch, bro. So they they balled together. It's fine. Uh, you, you, just, you don't like Atlanta, so it's okay. I, I don't expect you to like that one. Uh, no, I don't. I'll admit but it. But a lot of it, you get what I'm saying. But yeah, rocks. like don't go trading Walker for you know AJ Dillon or Rashad White or like what are you what are you doing? What are you doing? You know what are you doing? Because there's still a, a they're going to be a good offense. They're going to later Mitch. to be a great offense. They're going to be a great offense. They they got Jackson Smith and Jigma now. Two other receivers, and Gino. If Gino plays well, he'll have plenty of chance to score and do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Now you can't. It's it's an unrealistic expectation for people to come into the season and think that Walker is going to be the only running back for Seattle this year that is going to have meaning. Like it's just impossible. You can't. You can't. Uh, you need a. You need another guy. Like why? Like, he's going to break down. You know, it'd be just unrealistic to think that Walker is going to be this. Only guy. Now, now Chardonnay, it didn't have to be Chardonnay. It could have been another running back they put in there. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, how do you like your, how do you think your Saints did? I think we we drafted pretty well. We drafted, uh, like, the positions we needed. We got players that I like. Um, Kendra Miller, I don't know if you've covered him, but yep. he's, He's gonna be. He's good, man. He's he's powerful. He's quick. He's got good feet. He's mm-hmm. patient, and he's. I mean, he's obviously behind uh, Jamal and, and Kamara, but Kamara is gonna miss some time. So, uh, yeah, bro, I've, I've covered a, Kendra Miller a lot on this show, a lot. You like him, right? Yeah, he's he was my number. Him and Sean Tucker were my number. Tucker Tucker's Tucker's probably. He signed with the Bucks, but he didn't get drafted, and there's, there's a potential heart condition and all that, so he's kind of just fallen off the fantasy radar. And in a, but 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 in yeah, Kendra Miller's like four or five, six capable overall. A chain in Miami's kind of climbed into a great spot. I'd say Chase and and Cincy and A chain in Miami are the two dark horse, like even better than Kendra. I like Kendra a lot. He's going to be a great cuff for Camara owners. But but A chain and and Chase those guys are are a little bit more special because they could have like immediate value or very very you know soon they could be starters in their offenses so um a, yeah D- Devon A chain third round pick twenty one overall high enough draft capital that we could we could say that you know he could climb and, and be pretty good um 
But Chase Brown, I really, really like him. His size, he's, he's a big boy. He's going to potentially take over for Mixon. I like it. Kendrick, he had an interview with the with, with some of the media, and he said he he, he like uh, he said, "Hey, Kamara, uh, with all due respect, man, I'm coming for that job. You know, he's a competitive guy." So yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's bro, he's more. he's really he's a tough runner. He runs a lot like uh, it's like a Marshawn Lynch in a way. He's a real good runner. Yeah. Uh, and so, but Etain, I think he he he. Those guys are gonna get hurt. I, I don't want him to get hurt. Got knock on wood, but like those those backs can't stay healthy. Like Mostert and Wilson, yeah, maybe he, even A Chain can't. But gonna, but like A Chain will get a crack. A Chain's gonna get in there. He'll he's get a crack. Wasn't like I was. I wouldn't say I was like down on him, but I wasn't super high on him. He's very situation dependent for me, and he landed in a great situation. So he becomes a he becomes a good uh, prospect. Garrett dropping a super chat. Alave isn't oh, close to a top five wide receiver. Um, oh, still man. insane take. Uh, well, Garrett, I, I, here let's let's do this, Garrett. Let's see how insane I am. Let's see if we're residing inside. A, let's see if you're visiting an insane asylum, because maybe you're in, in an insane <laughs> asylum and you just don't know it. You're, you're like, read the room, Garrett. If you believe Alave can be a top five wide receiver this year, put a thumbs up or a yes in the chat, or put a thumbs down or type no in the chat. Let's see. Let's see how alone Garrett feels. And see how insane I am. Because I have a feeling that you're <laughs> going to see a lot of people in here that maybe haven't taken their pills, Garrett. <laughs> right? Dude, I mean... Yeah, Derek Carr isn't the best quarterback in the league. He hasn't won a championship. <laughs> he can produce... He can produce fantasy numbers. I mean, this guy can swing it. I can swing it. Okay, so we got... We got a... Uh, we got a... Uh, Alave, um, Moon, thumbs up. Yes, we got one no. We got one no from DJ. We got another Moon shot. We got another uh, yes. We got another no. We got another can but won't. That counts. Will's got a, a thumb up. Ben's got a thumb up. Yes, absolutely. George is a thumb up. Chase Brown to the moon. Uh, irrelevant and kind of out of place and, and uncalled for right now, Cage. We're voting. Um, Nas says, I, you know what's funny is the, the more, the people I, the, the comment the least are the ones that if they say no, they, they don't comment a whole lot. At least that from what I'm seeing. Top 10, but top five is hard. Uh, thumb up, George. George, this is not an this is not a, a cakewalk call, though, guys. Is can he be? Can the question is can he be? It's a bold prediction. It's not going to feel natural. Like you got to make sure you're answering this question properly. Can he be a top five wide receiver? Not do you bank on it? Would you put your house on it? Alave has that potential. Uh, Alave, I like that prediction, Smitty. That's my favorite prediction. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not like it's. It's not like it's uh, it's not crazy to me either. In, inside, all you gotta do is play well, catch a catch a touchdown, you know, and you know. Yeah, you know what's funny is he's not just top five. He could be like number three. He could be number three this year. Like Garrett or whoever thinks it's crazy to say top five, he could listen to the words. Could be he could be wide receiver three. And and everybody thought that. My Jamar Chase predictions were bold. Now he's the number two overall pick. I don't know if people remember last year, but I said I would take Jamar Chase number four. I got blasted 
This is last year. I got blasted for saying that he deserved to be number four overall. Blasted. Just constantly. Even in my own chat. That's way too early. Jamar Chase four? I don't think so. Now he's going number one or number two overall. Like, just wait. Alave is going to be a locked and loaded first round pick next year. And everyone's going to act like it's... it's uh. It's it didn't happen. It's, it's, oh no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh, uh, Lake's show says Trippin' Smitty. I really don't see you comment much. <laughs> I'm sorry. These are these are uh, usually it's somebody that really hasn't commented that much. There are like eight to ten guys that can be top five. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, Awol. I'm not. I'm not out here saying this is a locked and loaded thing. But I'm also telling you, he could be three to he could be three to five. It's not just top five. My prediction is three to five. This guy's number one in air yards. Number one in air yards before Winston was removed from that situation. He was he was crushing the league in air yards. I got imagine. And Derek Carr's fitting for air yards. It's not like he's going into a bad situation where he's never going to see the air yards. He's now going to a quarterback that laser locks like like Big Ben used to laser lock on on Antonio Brown, Deontay Johnson. This is that man. Smitty, all love, but you're tripping on this one. How could I be tripping when at least half, if not more than than, than half the people in here are agreeing with me? <laughs> how how travel how far across the line am I tripping, bro? When I'm literally not I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone at all. There's literally, there's literally uh, at least half of the room. Read the room, Lake Show. Read the room. Half the people in here love it. Derek Carr can support a 1,200-yard receiver. Carr has gone over 4K. Yeah, bro, just easy. Alave doing top five wide receiver numbers is is not hard to imagine for me. I'm like, it's not even that bold to me. I, I know it sounds bold. I know my num- my top three sounds bold. I might even come out with a video that he's going to be number three, finish number three or three to five. Because apparently, apparently it's a bold take. He's going to catch a lot of passes. Remember Michael Thomas caught. You know what? It's so funny though when someone says I'm tripping on something. Look at look at the room. Read the room. Like other people feel it. It's like crazy. Ron, you're live. Especially with the values, many you could oh, get Olave in the fourth round. I mean, if if he gets a top, if he's a top three. Uh, Maybe in your player, league, he, he's third round at the latest I mean, now. Yeah. Yeah, but third round's a steal too. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, Swaggy Swaggy lost the bet to me last year because he said Sutton was better than Olave. Oh now, boy. Now do I think? Swaggy's going to pay up. Probably not, but... Swaggy. He was wrong. He lost the bet. Yeah. Swaggy. He said Sutton was better than Alave. Swaggy, you got called Swaggy out. you got to pay that bet off. Swaggy. All right, what you going to do, Swag? Swaggy lost the bet to Ron, huh? What would it take to get Bijan in a 1QB league? What would it take to get him? I mean, Richard, that's a loaded question. I don't... I mean... It's going to take you, if you think about it in a, in a redraft, he's going at 7, 8, or 9. So you're going to have to trade your number one overall player, most likely, to get Bijan. If you even have somebody that would be drafted over the 7 or 8 or 9 overall. So I kind of need to know the details of your team. But, you know, maybe you could trade equivalent what would be like your second and third overall players for him. 
you know, or your your third or fourth, your third and fourth, maybe something like that. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to know your players, Richard. If you can bring in your team, I could give you a kind of a an idea. But trading for Bijan is hard because he, he the excitement is around him is huge. So the person that owns him probably doesn't want to trade him anymore. Like they're too excited. Like who's going to want to trade Bijan after he just gets handed an amazing landing spot? Unless you're talking to Alex, this is an amazing landing spot. He's going to get fed. Atlanta runs the ball so well. They run the ball so well. He's going to average like five yards a carry. And 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 who's going to want to give that up? What? Their offense is still terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, bro, they had Mariota the whole entire season practically. It wasn't until it wasn't until London, or Ritter got in and London went crazy. He was averaging 1,400 uh, yards, uh, if you extrapolate it, on that six-game pace, bro. Uh, let's Here's go over the to... Thing about it. What, Ron? The funny thing about it is, you know, Alave could be top five. London could be top five. London, actually, if you look at that the rookie class from last year and you look at their college career, London outperformed pretty much all of them. I mean... Like Wait, he when? Did. He performed. When? Performed. He outperformed all of them in college. So London could be a top five. Um, well, uh, Watson could be a top five. Yeah, Any of those guys last year, rookie, could be a top five this year. I mean, they, they got to play the games and we got to see, but it's possible that any of them could be in the top five easy. I, I think Alex would argue yeah. that, granted, okay, great, good, but he doesn't believe in Ritter. So that's his sticking point. And all, all I would say is look at what yeah. Ritter did with London. Because if you're trying to pin it all on Ritter and you're actually, you like London, you actually like potentially the run game or, you know, the fact that, you know, they did well at least last year and you're just worried about the timeshare or whatever. But like, if you look at Ritter, if that's your sticking point, Ritter and London did very well together. London, look at, Lon- let me, let me pull it up, Alex. Are you able to w- look at the screen? I'm on here right now. I'm sorry, I'm on NFL Dark. Let me check. Let me I'm let me put it on screen. Can you see the screen? I I'll look at the I'll look at the. Okay. I think the screen's a little. Well, I'll I'll, I'll put I'll put it up and I'll make it big. Okay, so here it is. Here is London's uh, game log. Okay, I'm gonna put it so big that it covers my face. Look at the game log right here. Okay, so we're talking about week 13 is when London started going nuts there. I think uh, Ritter entered the equation like in 12 or maybe week 15. I forget if London did that first game there without him. But 6 for 95, 12 targets. 7 for 70, 11 targets. 7 for 96, 9 targets. 5 for 47, 8 targets. And 6 for 120 and 8 targets. No touchdowns granted, but he did have 4 earlier in the year. So touchdowns, we definitely need to see how that works out. But, bro, that is like a thirteen to 1,400-yard pace in those straight one, two, three, four, five games. Five games straight, a 1,400-yard pace if extrapolated. That's pretty good. Ritter didn't come in until week 15 against New Orleans. That's yeah. when Ritter started. Yep, so that's exactly yeah. what, I was, what I said. I, fig- I figured that first game may have been without him. So six for ninety-five without him, twelve targets. But then look what he did, bro! He just unleashed. And the other thing too is Pitts wasn't available during that time. Pitts wasn't there, and so th- that's gonna detra- d- distract defenses, stretch the field. Bijan's gonna stretch the field. 
Um, Ritter's definitely going to feed London. Like if anybody's going to get fed, it's going to be London and Pitts. They're you know they're going to get theirs. And Pitts doesn't need more than 900 yards and 10, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns, seven to 10 touchdowns. Like that would be a good year for him. I don't know if he gets seven to 10 the first year, but, but I think London could easily get seven to 10 scores and 1400 yards, the exact pace he was on. You, you know, extrapolate that out. That's a, that's a six, five, six games is a pretty good, you know, sample. The other thing, the other thing that people need uh-huh. to realize too, is just like Pickett last year. Ritter was, they're both rookies. They're both going through growing pains. Actually, Pickett got to play more games than Ritter, and so he got a little more acclimated, especially toward the end of the year. But, um, you know, Ritter for playing from week 15, 16, I mean, just the last few games um, as a rookie, um, the growing pains. So you, I, I would think that he's going to come in and do a lot better coming in this year because he's going to have more of a feeling for the game. You can't expect all rookies to come out and just be able to have the phenomenal year, especially at quarterbacks and, 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 and that, I mean, you, there are some like, you know, Herbert and them that do that, but the majority of them don't, you got to go through growing pains. You got to learn the system and you got to, I mean, give Ritter a chance, you know, you can't just, and I'm not a huge Ritter fan. Don't get me wrong, but you got to give him a chance to to come in the next year, see what he does this year. You the know? Bruce, That's, the you know, the Bruce, right. you're live. Uh, hey, Smitty, what, uh, I know I may be Mister Negative, but did Pollard really avoid the tra- uh, draft? Yeah. Because the Cowboys did draft a running back. But yeah, later. Deuce. Look, I like Deuce Vaughn a lot, but he's not taking Pollard's job. You know, number number one, he's not a like between the tackles monster. So he, you know, he he's good. I like I like Deuce a lot. I'd cuff Deuce and Pollard together, but I'm not I'm not scared of Deuce Vaughn stealing Tony Pollard's job. Um, but I do like him. I do like him. He's a good cuff. He's small, bro. He's a tiny guy. He's such a tiny man. You know, he he's. I think Kyler Murray could stand and hover over him. <laughs> Which is odd. What about uh, what about a a B saying he joined the Ravens? What do you think on that? Uh, I mean, we we or heard he he, he tweeted out that he signed with the Ravens and he he had a jersey on and and nobody made a fuss about it other than just mentioning it with a laugh. You know, like poor guy. You know, still dealing with some okay. of the you know. Yeah, head I tr- saw I saw one sec. Somebody somebody said A B's losing it again. Yeah, I, I I didn't see one person say, "Can we validate this?" It was just all everybody's just like, "Yeah, it's a good one, Ab." Like no no That's one's why yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll admit when I my saw it, I refreshed you know some Twitter feeds and, and said, just, just to make sure. <laughs> and it, but no one's reporting on it. Like to trust bringing him in on the team. He's such a disruptor. He 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 he's bad for the locker room. Ever since Burfick hit him and pretty much knocked him out in the game with the Steelers, that that guy' mental capacity has just gone wacko. His he 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 got hurt in the brain. I mean, yeah, never recovered. Richard, super chat, ten dollar holler. Running backs have Hall, JT, Najee, Jacobs. Wide receivers you have are Justin Jefferson, Chase, Higgins, Metcalf, London. Okay, so my initial reaction here is I don't want you trading Chase. I don't want you trading. JJ, uh, I just want I want to see keep those guys if possible. Uh, I love that you have Brees Hall. 
JT's expendable for Bijan if you need to go that route. Najee's expendable for Bijan if you need to go that route. Jacobs is expendable for Bijan if you got to go that route for sure. So what I would try and do initially is like Higgins and Jacobs. Um, Higgins and Najee. Um, and you got to pay that kind of price to get a guy like, like Bijan. Metcalf and one of those running backs. Try not to give up Hall. Try not to give up JJ. Try not to give up Jamar Chase. Try not to give up London. London, you won't get enough out of London anyway. But I would go those routes. Um, you said our rookie draft is tomorrow, so trying to trade for the 1.1 12-team dynasty startup 10, 10 man. Well, uh, start 10, not dynasty startup. Start 10. Uh, yeah, so, you know, first rounder, future first rounder, you could do that. Future first rounder. And let's say Jacobs and, and Higgins. I'd ideally like to keep Najee. I'd ideally like to keep JT. But I would trade JT in a future 24 first rounder for Bijan in a heartbeat. So those are all the avenues I would, I would explore. Um, if you had to get rid of Jamar Chase or Higgins, I just don't think I'd do it. Your team with JT, Najee, and Hall, you don't really need to. So I wouldn't force this just to get him, you know, and ruining ruin your chances. But like, would I give up Najee? Would I give up JT? Would I give up Higgins? Would I give up obviously Keenan Allen? Would I give up Metcalf? Obviously, I give up Metcalf. So Metcalf and Jacobs, Metcalf and Najee, Metcalf and JT, Higgins and JT. You know, any of those combinations. But even better would be one of the running backs, JT or Najee, with the first rounder. So you got. Jacobs, well, of course, but who's going to take Jacobs in Dynasty? He's a guy who's going to probably laugh at it, but Garrett dropping another one. You are saying Alave will finish over Cup, Chase, Jefferson, CD, Diggs, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, Devontae Adams, no shot, London will. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you can count, Garrett. I'm glad you can list off names, Garrett. Um, thank you for reminding me who's in the NFL, Garrett. Uh, first and foremost, I appreciate your super chat. Garrett is the only guy that 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 when he is negative, I don't mind because it's in a super chat. Like Garrett's my favorite negative person on the planet. <laughs> it's like you know. <laughs> yeah, Ron. Ron, when you're going to be negative, super chat it. It'd be easier to take. But like I super chat whether I'm negative or positive. Yeah, it it's true. He does. <laughs> but G- Garrett, I love that Garrett. His super chat money for the bet. I love that Garrett's trying to tell me, hey, this is what you're missing, Smitty. Um, Garrett, I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not putting. This is one of those things where people go, Smitty, bet me. Like, no, I, this is a bold prediction, but it's one I feel very confident in that Garrett Wilson could be a top five wide receiver, and wouldn't shock me if he was the third name after Chase and Jefferson. Probably. Not to mention guys get hurt all the time. It happens all the time. Lave, top top three to five, at least top five. It's a bold prediction. You know, could he finish six or seven? Sure. Could he be within seven points of number seven and infinite or number five and be number seven? Absolutely. Could Tyreek Hill outscore him? Yes. Could could Jefferson miss five games and it be uh JJ, Cooper Cup, and then Olave, and I'm still right? Yes. All these things can happen, Garrett. And Garrett, just so you know, this was the same pushback I got when I started saying Jamar Chase would be this good. So you're not, you're not, you're not making me feel all weird or embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Are you embarrassed, Ron? I'm not embarrassed. Alex, you embarrassed? 
Yeah. Alex yeah. isn't embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed, Garrett. No one's embarrassed here. I'm not embarrassed that I said Olave would be a top three to five wide receiver. All right, go ahead. Bruce, who's talking? Bruce? Appreciate Smitty, you, Garrett. Smitty. Let me let me let me say what you guys said about the offense and I, you know, our stats. Listen, in a perfect world, if everything went right for the Falcons, yes, London could be a top five wide receiver. Is it more likely than Olave? I don't think so. Is it more likely than who did he just name off? The first, second, third? Cup, uh, Tyreek. Is it more like is it more likely than Chase, Jefferson, uh, Cup, uh, Diggs, Tyreek? No. I, I think there's a higher chance that you so you see where I'm coming from? Like he can do it, but the odds are, are way lower. For, for London. Okay, but 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 let let me just say that they're way Lon- they're way lower for you because you don't like Atlanta. <laughs> like this is it's almost like asking a, a an impaired no, an impaired driver. Like, I know, but listen, Alex, it's almost like asking an impaired driver to judge whether they can drive. Like you're only gonna see it you you see Atlanta a certain way, so you can't possibly answer this question. Without bias, you're biased. Garrett, take a lap for that comment. Come on, Garrett. And here's the thing: if they were really into, uh, if they weren't really into uh, Ritter, why didn't they go into the Lamar sweepstakes and just say, "Hell, we'll give up the eighth overall pick." Guys, hold on one second. Something's happened with Garrett's computer. He must. Oh no, Garrett must have accidentally. Um, restored, <laughs> restored the 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 two thousand like, um, yeah, fourteen. You see that, Smitty? Yeah, was this two, <laughs> is this two thousand thirteen? He went back to like Mac OS wow. two thousand. When when did Mike Thomas? When was Mike Thomas a thing? Eric, when, you're my boy, man. When was Mike Thomas a thing? Garrett's comments are. Garrett's uh, super chats in there making my day, Smitty. I was a little down with the Walker Charbonnet deal, but I tell you what. Reading Garrett's uh, super chats has really cheered me up in the last five minutes. Or yeah, so. he he is a man of humor. My point is, Mike Thomas will finish over Olave. We have already got a bet on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so Garrett. What is the bet? Garrett will buy a ninety-nine dollar lifetime membership if Mike Thomas, uh, Mike Thomas versus Olave. Injury doesn't matter. Garrett's going to try and use injury at the end of it, though. Yeah, I know him. We've got too many live streams to back it up. Everybody here knows that it can't, it can't come down to injury. It doesn't matter. That's part of the negative part about Mike Thomas. Well, if Mike Thomas doesn't get injured, he will finish over a lot of them. Come on. No, come on. What are you talking yeah. about, bro? Smitty, you don't know that team better than me. You don't know that team better than me. <laughs> I don't know that team better than you, Alex. Okay. Alex, come on, bro. You just, in front of, in front of 151 people, you just embarrassed yourself. If Michael Thomas does not get hurt and misses the whole season and misses so many games, this guy is still. No, he's not. I'm telling you. No, he's not. No, he's not. I can't believe you're disrespecting your own Chris Olave, bro. I can't on, believe you, I can't believe you're saying this in front of 151 people. I'm embarrassed. You know when you're when you know when someone says something so embarrassing, they said it, but for some reason you're embarrassed. Right now, I'm embarrassed. No. I don't know how you made me embarrassed by you saying something. Drew Brees made Mike Thomas. Is it, Smitty, do you think it's that 
okay, uh, do you think it's that Olave is a better receiver than Michael Thomas or he'll be more productive in fantasy? Both. The answer is both. You don't you know yeah. you don't deserve to have Olave on your team right now, to be honest with you. The, if you I don't would, think Olave's I, I, I would say I would say maybe he'll get more he might get more fantasy points than Mike, maybe. But Mike Mike is a better Mike Mike Thomas is a slant boy that doesn't know how to do anything but that runs slants, man. Like Olave's the most polished wide receiver that I can think of outside of Jamar Chase and and JJ, which is why I'm saying bold things like he could be the number three receiver in the National Football League because Alave has the skill set of the elite of the elite. Mike Thomas is a slant boy that made his living catching slants, and he caught a lot of them. But, bro, even if he stayed healthy, he's a shell of himself. He's been injured. Even if he stayed healthy, even if he stayed healthy, he's not going to stay. He's not going to play healthy. He's not a healthy person anymore. Like the the okay. skill set's no longer there, no matter if he played seventeen games or not. Two things. Two things. One, I, I'm hearing you out. I'm hearing you out. Two things. One, I can pull up uh, the advanced statistics that that they extrapolated the slant route from every receiver in the league. So all the catches that were on slant, right? They took the slant out, right? And guess who led the league in yards? And receptions when the slant route was taken out that year that Michael Thomas won offensive uh, offensive player of the year his big year. But you're talking three no, to four years ago. Yeah, you're it's still three four no, years ago. I, Alex, what the heck is wrong with you? I've been with Smitty for four years, <laughs> and I got to tell you, uh, Thomas hasn't done nothing since 2016, and yeah, he's getting older. I love yeah, I love that Terry. makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> He was drafted. I, I, I had mad respect for you, Alex. But this take is just come on, dude. Worse than the I love Terry. Terry, hey Terry from the football show. <laughs> Terry, you know he I've been with Smitty for a while. This is not correct. <laughs> Terry, Terry, you may. Terry, you make me laugh. Terry, you make me laugh. Come on. Hey, hold on one second. I mean, hey, I don't even try. I'm just spitting facts here. I know. You're just bleeding. You're you're bleeding it, Terry, because you're right. Hold on. Alex. I feel I feel like I'm arguing with Garrett right now. I've never seen Garrett and Alex in the same room before, so maybe maybe, maybe this is the same person. Alex. Even even if he's even if he's healthy, he's not that same player. So like, if you want to argue something, we can't even argue. I can I can agree with that. Okay, hold on. Because he has diminished a little bit. Hold on, that's natural. Hold on. If you hold on, if you were gonna say Smitty, if you were gonna say Smitty, he'll never reach the levels that Mike Thomas reached that one year. I I could understand your argument, and I could understand because he he had an amazing year. But but that year is gone, bro. That player is gone. That situation is gone. Garrett just said, Alave will never have a season as good as Big Mike. I think Garrett and Alex are either twin brothers or they're the same person. But here, but here's the thing. I could understand somebody saying that Mike Thomas's big year, that Alave may not have that exact year or something. 
I could understand that argument. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I could understand that argument. But Alex, you're saying that if he is healthy this year, he's gonna be like you said it pretty, 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 you know, strongly. That if he's healthy this year, he will be better than Alave. And I, I I'm if sorry. Is healthy no. this no. year. He will be better than Alave. I no. promise. No, you can, you can, you can promise me all you want. But you're gonna break my heart when you break your promise. Okay, well then maybe we'll have. I'm gonna have a lot of broken hearts this year. One on 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 Pete Carroll, then I got Alex breaking my heart. I don't know if I'm gonna be very trusting after this season. I don't think Mike Thomas will stay healthy. I'll tell you that. I mean, he's been through a lot. He might not stay healthy, right? But if he's completely healthy this year. Okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta address Garrett's super chat because he is super chatting these questions. So I'm trying to keep up with him. He said, "I said that before, and you shot it down, Smitty." I, but I don't think you heard what I said. I said that if somebody's going to say that, I can understand them arguing that. I ju- but then I repeated, I don't agree. I think Alave will be better on all, all levels. But I'm just saying, if, if Alex came in here, or Garrett, if your only stance, Garrett, was when Mike Thomas was at his peak, he was as good as Alave will be ever at his peak. I disagree with it, Garrett. I disagree with it, Alex. But I'm saying... That is something that I think everybody here could say. That's a logical argument. He had a really good one big year. And if had he done that like year after year after year after year, he'd probably be regarded no, as the best. He'd probably be as regarded as the best fantasy football wide receiver ever because that season was so amazing. But you can't play that game. All I'm saying is if you want to say that that year was incredible and he'll never beat that one season, Garrett, I don't agree. If you want to say that, I don't think you're a crazy man. Where I think it gets a little bit crazy is when you start saying things like this year, <laughs> if they're healthy this year, as if as if Mike Thomas is even still there. It's like he's a shell of himself. He's a shell of himself. That's like saying Zeke Elliott, if he's healthy this year, is going to go crazy. He's a shell of himself. What he was in the past doesn't matter. We could talk about it if you want. You could say if Zeke Elliott in his prime was as good as X number of players here. But, like, talking about Mike Thomas is like talking about Zeke Elliott right now. In my opinion, Alex. That's just my opinion. Look, I'm not going to argue about Mike Thomas's accomplishments because, I mean, that, I don't want to waste I don't want to waste your time here because, you know, I don't want to keep you up and all that because I could go into the stats and everybody would be blown away. I promise. But I'm not going <laughs> to I'm saying I'm saying this this year, right, if we get maybe 80% of what we got before he got hurt, right? Let's say he was 100%, 80%. Alave may score more fantasy points. It is very likely that he may score more fantasy points than Michael Thomas, but he will not be a better receiver. It's, it's an interesting uh, wow. take for sure. But but I think one thing you're not one thing you're not factoring in though is that Alave could get better. Yes, I agree. Where, what was what was Alave last year? What what was Alave last year, bro? Rookie. What did you say? So what was Alave last year? What year was he? What first year? Mm-hmm. So you're really judging Alave off of one year of football? And you're not like that's my take here. You're not looking at Alave and what he accomplished and saying, "Wow, 
the sky's the limit for this kid. That's what I'm doing. Everybody's looking at Lave last year, and they're looking at Mike Thomas in his best year, and they're trying to draw these conclusions. Well, it's Mike like Alave's about to go. Alave's about to go out. Alave's about to go out there and just just double in value. <laughs> like this now, thing's I'm getting a bell for Alave. I'm with you. Please. I don't think you I are. I am the biggest supporter of this guy. I don't. Think I'm just. Are. I'm just higher on MT than you are. We're just. We're at the same level on Alave. We're I don't there. think so. No, we're not. I'm we're, just... we're not. This is this is like when Hugh Jackson told me that when I told him we we're on the same page with Jamar Chase, he said, No, you're not. We're not. <laughs> Look, if you we were on the same if we were on the same page with Alave, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But but Alex, I still appreciate you. And I still love that you love Alave. I still respect that I you I still I respect I still respect that you love Mike Thomas. But I can tell you right now that I wouldn't start Mike Thomas as my number three fantasy wide receiver this year, even if they deem him fully healthy. Which, by the way, the last report we got that he that he wasn't fully healthy. <laughs> I wouldn't even start Mike Thomas as my last right wide receiver. Period. I mean, third. Not now. You're here, here's the receiver. Here, not, here's I what I picture. Third receiver. I picture Garrett sitting there laughing his butt off all, uh, every show. And he's sitting there um, with his super chat. And as he's doing that, he's got his cup of coffee while he's eating his Twinkie and dunking it into his coffee, laughing at his super chats because he knows he's good. And I think Alex needs to get with him and share his cup of coffee with his Twinkie. And, and, and you know, they become really good buddies together. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe Garrett's just, I don't know. Maybe Garrett's Ron Navy's other account and he's just feeding this all into the chat just to rile everybody up. It seems like I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, I guess I am a bad influence because it seems like more and more people are coming in here and debating with you, Smitty, more than agreeing with you. Yeah, but it does seem but, like that way, doesn't it these days? But that doesn't uh that doesn't that doesn't bother me, A, and B, these arguments aren't are these I don't feel like these are arguments. I feel like this is me talking to somebody that need, that needs me to help them uh talk them down. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I've never even oh. even when we're on the Zoom call, even when we're on the Zoom call, I've never heard Alex these takes before usually Alex is spot on with his takes, um, and I agree with them. Yeah, but Al- Alex is very loyal to the the Saints to a fault. Like, and and I understand, and that's why I don't really go too crazy on him because I know that he's just a huge Saints fan. So he's gonna have a little. He's gonna hang on to Mike Thomas a little longer than most people, and that's understandable. Um, just like a lot of like Cowboy fans would hang on to Zeke a little longer than they than they should. Like, it's not a. It's a total normal normal thing that's and, and i love Al- alex is the man so i i could care less you know now alex is never is disrespectful to it so he can come in and disagree all he wants he's the he's the number one youtube exclusive member ever first guy ever so alex has been here from the beginning 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 but yeah he's i've always known him to be you know and i don't i wouldn't say bias like always in a wrong way sometimes you're biased and you're right but you've been overly biased for the Saints since the beginning, and I just understand that about you. But you know, because like last year, you thought the Saints were going to look amazing. You know, remember that? 
and it's like I wasn't wrong on stuff too. I'm not saying that, but like you know, you're 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 optimistic about the Saints, which is good. The weird thing is, what was it the other day you weren't optimistic on? Oh, Alex, uh, Alex got disconnected. Alex, did, Alex, did you hear anything I just said? No, my phone died. Oh, I was just saying that like you're you're. I, I, you've been here from the beginning. I've known you from the start. You've been here from the beginning, beginning of the show. And like, you've always been very slanted toward the saints. And I understand that this, like somebody's going to hang on to Zeke Elliott a little longer. If they're a cowboy fan, you're going to hang on to Mike Thomas a little longer. If you're a saints fan, you're just a loyal saints fan. And that's, it's admirable. So I, I have no, I have no, no, uh, objections to your stance from that perspective. You're just a loyal saints fan. You thought they were going to be amazing last year. And every year you no, feel that way. I didn't. And every year you feel that hey, way. And hey, I'm... Hey, hey, Smitty, should, 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 I, should I tell on you or, or should I keep it to myself? Should you tell on me? Yeah. Or should you keep it to myself? I don't know what that means. Alex, just so you know that in uh, the voicemail league, that dynasty league that I'm a part of and Smitty's a part of. Guess who he has on his roster sitting there nice and nice and tidy. Then nobody will Mike take off Tomlin. my hands. <laughs> then nobody will that nobody will take off my hands. I can't trade for Mike Thomas for anything. Especially when I bad talk him. When I bad talk him, the last thing I'm gonna do is be able to get rid of Mike Thomas. But I I, I work for you guys. I don't work for my, my dynasty team. <laughs> you what? Sorry, agrees there. What what? What league? Oh, just we have a we have a league of a follower league I created once. But 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 Mike Thomas, I didn't even know he's on my roster because he was on my IR spot, you know, sitting down there at the bottom. <laughs> but once I had to raise him up to make a transaction, I'm like, why can't I make a move? And I look down there, I'm like, oh, Mike Thomas is in the way. So I had to raise yeah. Mike Thomas yeah. up, and I'm like, do I cut him? <laughs> do I? I almost cut him. I almost cut him to pick up to pick up somebody. You that dynasty? What? That, pick up Swift? Ron, Ron is probably so... I don't think Ron's going to ever... If Swift ever does do well, I don't think Ron's getting on board no matter what. I think Ron... Hey, Ron, hey, uh, hey Ron Swift is actually going to do something for the Eagles. What you watch? And we'll see. I, I said if I yeah. if I bad about him enough, he he just might. I mean, he just might make fire. Come on, him. dude. I mean, who? I mean, look, who's he gotten behind him? Gainwell. Thank you, Smitty, for that for that trade. By the way, I love that one. Oh, the guy. <laughs> the guy yeah, Gainwell. Right love it. Well, Gainwell was a throw. <laughs> Gainwell was a throw in for Ron. I think my offer was pretty decent. What did I offer? What was the trade? I don't think it was bad. <laughs> it's only he bad. Tried to pull that yeah. extra sprinkle of a player on there, he wants to get rid of it. Think that it's yeah, but you deal. like. I knew you like Gainwell. I know you like Gainwell, so I throw him in. What, what was the trade? What was the trade? I tried. Offered us. You should have tried to offer us old um, uh, Hopkins instead. Look, why, why don't we see if the chat thinks it was a bad offer? I offered a first twenty four first, twenty four second, twenty four third, right? And what else? Was it just Gainwell? Was it those three Gain- picks? <laughs> Gainwell. Yeah. So I threw Gainwell in. Because Rod, Rod <laughs> talks about Gainwell all the time. So I thought I'd throw him in. But I gave for, up a 24 for, first, a 20. 
A 24 first, a 24 second, a 24 third for Christian Watson. I thought it was a pretty decent offer. I mean, not everybody loves Christian Watson like I do. So I thought it was a pretty good deal. Uh, and Ron's, Ron's hung up on the fact that I threw Gainwell in. I threw Gainwell in. Because you're always preaching that. You know, oh, just throw this player on to make it more enticing. <laughs> well, di- I mean, I clearly it didn't, but it should have because you always talk about Gainwell. You love Gainwell. So I thought this is this man This man deserves to be with Gainwell. They deserve to be united. We um, have no pieces. We have no pieces. Gainwell yep. doesn't even make any sense on our Pete, team. Like Ron, st- all about stacking. Okay. It's all about stacking. He, he can't yeah, do anything but stack. It. Doesn't have pieces. I don't have any eagles. Why would I take Gainwell? <laughs> That's all Ron thinks about. <laughs> this is Ron from the football show. I don't have any pieces. <laughs> I'm lucky if I get some breeches pieces. Hey, hold on. We got to go to George. George has been waiting patiently. George, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. I love George. George I, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you guys debate about this Mike Thomas nonsense. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's like this this guy's played freaking ten games over the last three years. I know. It's like why why is anybody even gonna invest anything in this guy? It's like driving me nuts just listening to Garrett talk about how much he loves this guy. Well, I, I Alex, did you want to defend Mike Thomas at all? You said you had some numbers that would blow us away, or we could just drop it. It's up to you. No, no, if if you wanna see those like they're on the internet. But I'm just saying it's like uh, <laughs> like you know, he's been super hurt. They're the on the internet. Years. Been... Will he probably, Will he stay healthy? Probably not. I mean, oh. he probably won't. Stay it's pretty hard. <laughs> Alex, I love but you, pal. Out of a miracle. <laughs> Alex, you wanna, <laughs> Alex, you want to prove? You want to prove the Mike Thomas case? No, nah, it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't think. It, it, it'll be really hard for him to stay healthy because once he had so many injuries in a row, it's just yeah, it's, it's too that's, that's to one factor. But it, that's definitely but, one but, factor. But it's not the it's not a skill issue. I'll tell you that. Well, it's a it's a health. I mean, the fact that I mean, yeah, we're not we're not, no one's saying he didn't once have the ability. You know, like I said, that one season, the the unbelievable season was f- phenomenal. It was remarkable. But like no one sees. <laughs> No, but I'm I'm talking about the season that we're all you know that everyone was enamored by the the hundred and the 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 record breaking reception season the monster season that but one that's season not, that's not fit to him you know you can't just bring up that season well no but no my, my point my point is that that I get that you want to recapture that and I get that there's a thought that you know through scouring the internet we. <laughs> find a way to to make sense of it but i just i just don't know how like i get what you're saying injury if he was healthy if he was healthy but that's the argument you know what i mean like what about swift how is this any different than the swift debate like everyone's against swift does ron do you think swift has talent just answer that question i don't want i don't want an elaborate answer i just want a yes or no does swift have elite talent I always said ah, yes, ah, 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 ah. yes or no. Yes or no. Yes or no. He has he has elite talent. Huh? 
I didn't say elite. I said he has he has a lot of talent. That's all I've, I've okay. ever said. I said so, he so has the, a lot this, of talent, yeah. but he's injury prone. But see, I knew Ron couldn't do it. He couldn't. If you gave me the assignment, he couldn't. There's no way Ron Navy was allowed. Because was, you set me up to to agree with well, you. But no, when, but Ron, when, when I use the words that I actually use. But Ron, I wasn't I wasn't trying to go at you. I was trying to just prove that even the biggest hater of Swift I mean, could admit that. Like, the, Okay, hold on. That's, Ron, like Ron. Mike Tom- that's like Mike Thomas going to use Kamara's excuse and 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 plea conspiracy to be a, still a good receiver, and and that's not the case. And I, I know, but I was just trying to use the yes that talent was there. Okay, so the talent's there. Okay, yes. Yes. Thank yes. talent. Very, there, lots of talent, right? Okay, lots of talent. It's there. Does it do, does it mean does it mean that Ron believes because the talent is there that Swift is going to translate? The answer is no. The answer is no because of the injury factor. So at the end of the day, you know, like Mike Thomas may have done something years and years ago, but that injury concern is overpowering. Like there's 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 no, that doesn't matter what he used to do. Like he's done. He's done. All love boys says Garrett. Um, Harry Crumbs super chatted a while ago. Uh, Harry Crumbs, you still here, bro? I'm so sorry about this. Harry Crumbs says Walker and Charbonnet equal Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, that's a good comparison, I suppose. I think some some people use the Chubb and, and Hunt comparison, but I think this one's pretty good too. Like AJ Dillon's not taking anything away from Aaron Jones right now. There's always that risk, but Aaron Jones still survived. That that feels very very similar. Like if Walker walks out of this thing and AJ Dillon plays as much, or and uh, Charbonnet plays as much as AJ Dillon, look at Aaron Jones did. It's a good point, Harry Crumbs. Harry, you still here? All right, hey, I'm gonna cycle you guys off. Uh, uh, let's start off with um, Terry Roberts. Any final thoughts, bro? Um, well, this Walker Charbonnet deal, um, you know, like you said, everybody's got a backup in in the league, and everybody needs to uh, be reminded of that. I believe so. Um, but but if Charbonnet gets in there and you know, he's able to, you know, cover. He's the best, like you said, I, I agree with you 100%. He's the best uh, handcuff uh, running back in the league. Yeah. And let's go, let's go. Let's All do, right. Let's go. Appreciate you, we Terry. Move forward from that. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Later. I was I really down last night after all this. And uh, I, this morning I was talking to Ron on the internet and I was like, yeah, and I was still frustrated. So, well, well, I appreciate you, Terry, with you guys. Yeah. Terry Roberts on patrol. Thanks pal. Thanks. Um, let's go to, uh, George from the Bay. What else you got, George? Uh, I got late to the stream. I was out, uh, partying tonight, but, uh, I, think uh overall this weekend was just such a bummer and uh i had to drink my pain away so yeah that's about it for me and there well, there was a lot of negative but at the same time you know gibbs started working out you know really that, that situation's ironed itself out real quickly 
Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But but Bijan Gibbs, I mean, at least the top two backs came out on top. But we did lose, we did lose, you know, some value in Walker. But I, I think I mapped out my stance pretty well here. So if anybody missed it, go watch the beginning. Pretty yeah, much I tell just, you, I'm not very happy about like the the Jackson Smith and Jigba landing spot. Um, yeah, I'm not not too thrilled about Quentin Johnson. Uh, Jordan Addison spot kind of sucks. Um, yeah, but I mean, I love the Jonathan Mingo pick for the Panthers. Agreed. Um, I'm probably going to be taking him a lot. Agreed, bro. I, I I agree with you. A lot of what you said. I mean, there's there's a lot of good and a lot of bad and a lot of people that are going to. Why did you hate five? I mean, you what? None of those guys are wide one capable on any team in the league. I think. Right? What'd you say? Like, well, why why do you hate those spots? I mean, none of those guys would be a wide receiver one on any team. Well, the reason, why, the reason why I don't like the Quentin Johnson spot is because he's basically like Mike Williams 2.0, and they're basically going to be replacing Mike Williams with him. So, I mean, he'll work himself into the offense slowly. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's the third receiving option, and they're not really a, a pass offense. They're a run-first offense. So, I mean, I can't really see him taking over being the number one wide receiver on Seattle. I mean, from where I've been drafting him in, in best ball, it's like I've, I've lost value. Yep. I, I hear you, bro. And I, and I feel the same way about the wide receivers. I mean, the, the, they were already kind of a lo- lot lesser in my mind anyway. And then the landing spots really kind of, you know, made them a little lesser value, uh, at least, you know, in some, some ways. Um, Flowers, as I mentioned earlier, it's a good spot for sure. Like he's the solo guy, but will he be more than than Hollywood Brown ever was, or will he have one of those seven number seven overall years and then the number twelve and the number eight and number twelve? I don't. I really like him a lot. He, he's the best wide receiver in this draft class from a skill perspective, in my opinion. I think JSN's phenomenal, but uh, JSN it's gonna be hard for him, harder for him to become the number one for his team. And if he if he was the number two. Or if he shared the number one role, and there's enough passing going on, I'd, it, I'd feel differently about it. But he's got to flip DK into the number two. Certainly possible, but it's hard to hard to imagine happening fast. I don't know. Maybe JSN just yeah. evolves at the next level a whole bunch too. You know, because a lot yeah, of guys lot of, evolve at that next that, level. A lot, a lot of the things I was looking at too with a lot of these receivers that were drafted this year is they're going to spots with 30-year-old receivers. So they could be replacements for like Lockett. They could be replacements for like the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So, I mean, it might not be this year where they take off. It could be next year. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, these guys could evolve at the next level a whole bunch. Like if, if let's say, example, um, you know, my example of Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner and uh, – and, and Tom Brady, those are quarterbacks, but just the fact that like once they got to the NFL level, that's when they took off. That's when they started becoming who they were going to become. No one really saw it coming. Same things happened with wide receivers before. Like even JJ. JJ was on everyone's radar to be maybe the number one, two, or three wide receiver, but he ranked on average in like the middle of fantasy football drafts, rookie drafts. So he was not considered the number one. He's not considered the usually not considered the number one in most cases, not the number two wide receiver in his draft class. But at the NFL level, he just took off. You know, and there's it's not that anybody missed it. Sometimes 
players just evolve differently and they become better players than anybody expects. They learn better. They, they have good coaching mixed with uh, just good pedigree. So, like, could JSN become a top five wide receiver? It's certainly possible, but it is harder to imagine because his situation isn't like this ma- amazing passing mon- mon- monster attack. And then you got DK there too. So it's like, yeah. And, and you know, Lamar's going to turn Flowers into his number one. What will that look like? It'll look like probably seven to 12 overall wide receiver numbers, which is good, you know, but but how often will it be seven? I don't know. Yeah. So Quentin Johnson, he's soft to begin with. And now he goes into a situation where it's probably the best long-term situation. Like if JSN went to the Chargers, I think we'd all say, okay, it could be slow moving. Oh, yeah. It's going to be slow moving because he's not just going to replace Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You're not going to do that. You're just not going to take him out of the lineup. So he's going to be in the slot. It's going to be good. He's going to have a couple good games, a couple bad games. And then by midseason, maybe he starts opening it up and then JSN becomes a top five wide receiver in in, in the Chargers uniform. Quentin Johnston, I don't know. He's already soft to begin with and like – he plays so so soft. I don't know. He's such a you know bigger guy comparatively to these other guys. You expect more out of him, but he just runs. I don't know. Maybe he evolves, but that's definitely the best long term situation. You know, yeah. Last, last, thing I'll, last thing I'll say real quick before I get off the phone because I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lay down and get to bed. But uh, Jonathan Mingo, I think, is in the best spot. So he would be my my rookie wide receiver one because he's probably gonna be, end up being the number one receiver there for Carolina. I love Mingo. Because they got Thielen and what Chark and some scrubs, so like nobody good there. Mingo's gonna get fed the ball. That's my number one wide receiver. I love rookie. him. And then Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt for the Giants, love him. And then Zay Flowers is probably gonna end up being the number one receiver. And, and don't forget, don't forget Josh Downs and Indy. That's a good spot. That's a real good yeah, spot. Yeah, but you know they still got Pittman. You know, so Pittman's going to be the the possession guy, and he's going to probably get ninety catches again. You know. Yeah, I just think Downs could t- overtake him. I don't think it's that hard of a. I don't think I think Pittman's good, but I don't think Pittman's a wide receiver one. I think he's a low. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting the best, man. I'll, I'll talk to you guys right. later. Later, bro. Off the defense. Alex, final thoughts. Mitty, uh, you don't like uh, Quentin Johnson's uh, fit. I love the landing spot, but I wanted it for someone else is what I was kind of trying to say. Keenan plays in the slot. He could be opposite Mike Williams. It could. I think it could be a good fit. It could. And like I said, players evolve differently than anybody expects. It's not like it's easy to tell how a player is going to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Like Quentin Johnson could just all of a sudden like start like becoming – uh, some sort of dominant space monster, and he knows how to dominate all the space around him differently than he does on film. Like it's you know coaching. Uh, sometimes players grow. <laughs> like like one guy grew like half an inch one year, didn't he? I forget who it was. Uh, you know you can also, you can still grow. You can still you know you could evolve in so many ways. Sure, Giz man, Tamir Giz man. Yeah, this guy, this guy. This guy's gonna have a good. He's gonna be special because, you know, their coach was the tight end and passing, uh, the passing game coordinator for New Orleans, and he was there right with Kamara, and I think that's why they took him so high because this guy's gonna be. They, I think they saw Kamara in this guy. They're very similar, and he's gonna have a good season. He might have a better season than Bijan. 
Um, I don't think he will because you're very down on Bijan, but I think that Gibbs could certainly rival him, and Gibbs could be he could, often... he could be a top. I mean, just like we've said all offseason long, Gibbs and Bijan both could be top ten running backs. In the changing of the guards here, they're definitely both inside it. One of them is going to be top one to four, one to four or one to five. The other one's going to be six to ten. And I think that you know it could be as high as six. I mean, that would be a very good running back if you that make him a first rounder. So as long as he puts on a little bit of weight, we're talking like playing at like 206, I'm fine with that. You know, 206, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll, he reminds me a lot of ETN, the way, the way he's yeah. built and the way he runs. And I, I think um, they'll use him, obviously, in the passing game like ETN. We hope ETN someday gets used. If ETN was given 65, 70 receptions, he'd be a top five, top five overall fantasy player. I think he'll have a good year, too. Yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you, Alex. Thank you for all the support over the years. This hey, is Alex. number one YouTube member, you first from- ever. Hey, yes, sir. Alex, you from the New Orleans area? I am not, no. Okay, I just wonder. Hey, Alex. I'm not far from New Orleans. Hey, Alex, do you remember? Um, I, live, I live in Tampa Bay. Hey, Alex, do you remember Nick? Oh, okay. You're still not that Nick? far from me. Yeah, you remember Nick ring ring the bell, Nick? He'd always beg me to ring the bell. Oh yes. You, you know he passed away. What? Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, oh. He yeah he uh but th- this th- we knew about this a little while ago. I may have announced it right, Ron, right before you came on to the show. So like it's Maybe. not brand new news or anything, but but I knew that Alex was an old timer. He was there from the beginning. They were like. Right when I started YouTube, there were there was a couple people that were there from like the beginning. Silver was there from the beginning too. Uh, Silver, Alex, this guy Nick, he'd always beg me to ring the bell, and I'd always ring the bell, and he'd beg me. But yeah, he I don't know what what he passed away from, but yeah, that was sad news. That's sad. That was recent. That was like really recent. Uh, I want to say it was like um, like less than a year ago or a year ago. But I just, I knew you'd know him. A lot of people in here that are new don't know him. Yeah, I remember. Dang. Yeah, remember he'd always, he, he would always like write songs on his guitar. He was kind of rock out. He was kind of the first, uh, first like version of rock out. He, uh, he won a lifetime membership by singing a song. It was really bad, but we, we, we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was sad. When I found out, I was sad. I was like, oh man, that guy. You remember during my first live stream, he kept promising you have like, you know, hundreds of people coming in the live stream. I, he, on my first 24-hour live stream, he's like, I'm going to bring a lot of people over. I have a lot of people that are, I, you know, they're coming right now. And like, no one came. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you later, Alex. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, see you on the call tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll be on a Zoom call tomorrow. Anybody wants to be a Zoom member, uh, that YouTube exclusive membership is right here. I'll drop that link right now. Alex, we'll see you tomorrow, pal. Yeah. All right, Ron Navy, any final thoughts, Ron? (laughs) No. uh, Garrett threw another one out there. (laughs) Garrett Garrett took his Twinkie and dumped it in his coffee again and came up with his last super chat. You need to read it. Mike Williams, Judy, (laughs) and Ridley over Watson in London. <laughs> Mike Williams, Judy, and Ridley over Watson in London. Like the Ridley one, oh. the Ridley one, I could at least like 
you know, respect in the morning. I could respect in the morning that one, but like, I don't know, Mike Williams and Judy over Watson in London. Only injury can save that one. That's crazy. Ron, it's, uh, Ron, it's sleepy cookie time for you. Bad take, says Garrett. (laughs) Garrett just like stirring the pot with his Twinkie. I I wonder what Garrett does. Garrett, what do you do for a living? Like what kind, what line of work? What line of work is Garrett just has. Let's take a guess real quick. What line of work do you think Garrett works in? Go ahead, go quick before he answers. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe I'm saying he's, sales. Uh, sales. Huh? Sales for me. I think he's. I think he has something to do with tech. I think he's say, sales or, or like. Real. Or. No wonder he. That's the first time his answer was the first time he he said anything without estate. super chat. I was gonna say real. I was gonna change it to real estate. I was gonna change it to real estate. I should have. No, no wonder he can afford to <clears throat> super chat every time. Well, uh, depends if he's you're selling some homes. Maybe sell a lot. <laughs> he's he's probably selling. He's probably selling Mike Mike Thomas's house right now, and he's trying to really up the value. <laughs> this guy's relevant. He's relevant. Look. I've got look. There's people talking about him on a live stream. He's relevant. This house is this house is sick. All right, Ron. I'll see you later. A mort- All right, later, a mortician. Later, <laughs> later. <Garrett>. a mortician. <laughs> uh, that's great. Mike Thomas's trainer, <laughs> a horse breeder. <laughs> I thought a salesman because you're selling it. That's kind of why I said that. But but then I was about to say real estate. I was about to say I'm pretty good at guessing people's professions. And then I said re- real estate. The Ryan works in banking. I'm pretty sure if I had to guess. Um, porta potty cleaner. Robert works in customer service. Robert works in customer service. Um. Let's see here. Peace Dog. Peace Dog probably works in some sort of self-help or or helping others or animals, if I had to guess. Um, Alejandro's not making it interesting because now we can't guess. He says insurance. So that one's that one's blown. That one's blown. Um, Ryan says, that's Smitty. That's it. Spooky. I do. I, I can tell. I'm telling you, I'm really good. I was going to say real estate too. And I sh- I'm so mad. I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> Dynasty show this week. Yeah. JB. I do need to do that. I definitely need to JB. JB works in, in food. In food. You know how I know that? He's so busy. He's getting off his shift. He's got tips laying around all over the place. An apron. Uh, and he doesn't have time to even change his avatar. <laughs> Just too busy. He's too busy. He's too busy. Uh, uh, very blessed indeed. Works in hospitality. 
some sort of hospitality. I don't know if it's hotels. I don't know if it's, you know, HR uh, potentially. All right, Ben, you're the last caller. I'm about run, running out the door. What can I do for you, pal? You're live. Nady, what's up, man? What's up? I thought you were, uh, I was actually thinking about calling in like right earlier when you were going through your uh, little little last round of questions, but then I, I seen you still live for a minute, so I just wanted to come say hi and uh, give to the moon. Um, I was wondering, uh, are we drafting tomorrow night? Uh, We should be. We should be. Because we drafted today, we're we'll probably draft again tomorrow. Um, okay, you already did a best ball mania. Yep, we did. We did it live. That was yep. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, my my work schedule's gotten a lot busier, so I'm not able to be uh, at the show as much anymore. But uh, always appreciate the content and everything you do. All right, man. And, Pre- uh, appreciate I'll be checking it. Checking it out. Appreciate it, pal. Yeah, take care, man. All right, later. Appreciate you. Uh, you, you, you like uh, you still like Walker? What was your take on Walker? I didn't see it. Real quickly. Oh my God, Zach Charbonnet is my highest owned player in underdog fantasy. I've done like 250 drafts. Yeah. I maxed the big board. He was my highest owned player, so I'm pretty upset for Charbonnet. I also was a little overexposed to Kenneth Walker, which is fine. I love Kenneth Walker, but um. I had like 35 or 40% Zach Charbonnet. So, mm. yeah. So you know, I take but it I mean, you're not. I take it you're 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 not liking the Walker's value, even if it drops to fourth round, or do you like it there? Uh, yeah, I don't mind taking him in the fourth round at all. I probably won't take him in the third, just because of how many have we have to start three receivers in this league. Yeah. But if it was like a start two, if it was like start two wide receivers, I'd probably take Walker in the third. I hear you. Back of the third. All right, Ben. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Smitty. All right, later, later, pal. I'm gonna go get an In and Out burger. I'm too hungry right now. Uh, Peace Docs is degree in psych and worked in CPS and health and human services and ran an animal shelter for many years. So I, I think I nailed that one. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, I work with people with mental illnesses. I did say hospitality, didn't I? So I, I, don't, I mean, I would say that that might, you know, you're you're in the 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 job of like caring for people, taking care of people. I think I nailed that one too. I think I'm literally like like four out of six so far. Uh, did JB say he worked in food? Did JB confirm confirm he worked in food? Uh, appreciate you, uh, Peace Dog. I have a psych degree as well. Later, Ben. Thanks. Uh, crack shot. What's up, pal? All right. I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if uh, JB confirmed. Did anybody know if JB confirmed? Ron Navy. Ron Navy works in get off my lawn. Ron, Ron Navy sits out in his front yard in a lawn chair and just screams at people. <laughs> just say, get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, no food sales, though. Okay. Watch him sell food. No, nah, I don't work in food, Smitty. I just sell food. 
All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. I hit a few of those, though. Until tomorrow. Peace out. Appreciate you. On the way out the door, please. Subscribe if you're new. Going to get an In-N-Out burger.